From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, today is uh, National Compliment Day. Damn it, Maury pointed out to me. National Compliment Day. Because I'm fishing. Uh, offers a wonderful way to brighten someone's day or to give them credit for a job well done. Give an extra compliment uh, on uh, this day and uh, at any time to anyone uh, who is deserving. So this is again, right, bring Maury. It on, guys. This is again, Maury fishing for compliments every uh, year on National I'll, Compliment Day. I'll start. I'll just say that I absolutely think, and I, I say this every year, that you are one of the the greatest people. You you listen so well, and you're a great person to talk to. Thank you so much, Moore. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for suggesting this National Compliment Day because I am just so honored to be the first person to ever say something nice to you. <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. I mean, honestly, though, I mean, say what you will. I think that you can wear absolutely anything, and it looks so amazing on a human. Thank you so much. And you know what I like about you more and what I actually envy is that you are so lucky because you never have to worry about running into an ex. You know, I, I, I look at Catherine's Instagram and yeah. I look at your Instagram and I truly see love. Oh my God. You know what? I'm going to, I'll throw the same thing at you because I thought a lot about your relationships and it's so amazing that when you're out with Matthew, strangers must assume you're rich. Bruh. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll add to that. I will add to that. Matthew isn't half as lucky as you are, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm so jealous of Catherine and Roxy and I guess your brother as well because you are a culinary genius when it comes to food Thank in the you. kitchen. I really appreciate that, man. And you, Maury, uh, always have this incredible ability to surprise people. I wish people expected that little of me. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some heartfelt well, so, compliments yeah, right there. Yeah, it's National you know, Compliment Day, I right? I am so jealous of your lawn because at your cottage, the grass, it, the attention you put on that lawn, I wish that that am amount of attention was put onto me. Yeah, man, and I wish that I also had the ability to do nothing all day and not have anyone notice. Like, you're so <laughs> lucky. You're so lucky, man. So fortunate, blessed. You know, it's it's. I'm so jealous of everybody that calls in for FML because the advice you give is absolutely incredible. Mm. You truly are gifted with advice. Mm. Thank you, man. I would agree with that. Yeah, no, thank you. I really appreciate that. And and you too, more. I mean, it it always amazes me how you manage to fit your entire vocabulary into one sentence. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's a compliment right there. <laughs> Anything else, Maury? I could keep going. I could compliment you till the cows come home. Yeah, and I will, I will say this, though, more. okay, just like about the working relationship, not so much the personal relationship, but you are like the absolute best person to have in a meeting because I never have to worry about you overthinking something. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> 
Lori's dying. Lori's dying right now. Uh, now I, I, <laughs> oh, no. Lori actually died today. No, it's too... <laughs> He's got, his, he's got his hand on his chest. He's got one hand on his chest, the other hand on his stomach. Now it's too bad this wasn't a roast because. <laughs> oh no! Could you imagine? Because I did write, I did write this one, but I didn't know how to turn it into a compliment. Okay. Which is, Mari, I just want to say that the only thing bigger than your nose is the distance between your ego and IQ. <laughs> And Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I want to play something for you real quick. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a word down on this uh, piece of paper. I want you to say it. Oh, is this? Please. Did you create your own wordle? No. Oh. <laughs> Although one, two, three. How many letters are in five, here? sir? Oh, this is five letters. Yeah, okay. I like. Listen, man. I. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. No. Say it. Oh, onion. Uh, one more time. Onion. So the word is onion, but you've always pronounced mm, it onion. You've always pronounced it onion. Right. Right? Yeah. So I found this video of a guy saying the same word. Okay. In a more unusual way than how you say it and people point it out. Okay. Because the word is onion. Which is weird to me. And you've always said onion. Yeah. Like U-N-G. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ung. Ung. Yun. U-N-G-Y-O-N. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, this guy... He can't help it because he's French. It's oh, his accent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, half a million subscribers on YouTube. I don't know if you heard of this French chef named Jean-Pierre. Um, he's got a TV show as well. Sure. And somebody put a, together a compilation of how he says the word onion. Okay. We dice an onion. Look at that. Woo! To the good onion. Good onion is a heavy onion. So yeah, it's a six-pound onion. onion. French. Also, an onion with the onion is put. This is the tip of the onion or the onion. The <laughs> onion is not the knife around the onion. Remove <laughs> the pepper skin of the onion. The dice an onion. It's an onion. So, Cut yes. the onion in half. On the onion. It's an onion. Then the onion. The onion with onion. Onion. Onion right here. It's onion. It's onion. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I am all for. I am all for onion. <laughs> I maybe I'll just start calling it onion from now on. You should like just I'll throw in one French word in my entirely English vocabulary. We dice an onion. 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 Look at that. Woo! <laughs> He's very happy, huh? <laughs> yeah, That's a good onion. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Now we all know that your memory isn't the best, Roz. It is not. Um, if anything, I'm the one that remembers everything. But you remember everything in life, though. Mm -hmm. Like, except for this one time. You remember your friend's spouse's birthdays. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not normal. Like, my boy Carlo, his wife Kathleen had her birthday two weeks ago. That's crazy. Um, Every, I will tell you this I love you, right? You know that. Uh -huh. um, would do anything for you. Every single year we've been doing this show. For mm -hmm. how long now? Going on 14 years. Going on 14 years. Every single year before your birthday, Catherine tells me your birthday's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> every single year. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every single year. Every year. And then you still forget they I still forget they <laughs> <laughs> But here is one time where I'm going to join the club of... Oh, thank God. Not remembering things. What'd you forget? So you remember yesterday when I was playing for you audio of that French chef, Jean-Pierre, and how he says the word onion. And the reason why I brought that up is because 
you for years, for your whole life, that yeah. we've been, talked about endlessly on the Raza Mocha show, yeah. you don't say the word onion, onion, you no. say it. Onion. Onion. Yeah. U-N-G. Yes. And I played for you this audio, this compilation video that's been around for a while, this French chef, Jean-Pierre, and how he says onion. We dice an onion. Big onion. Look at that. Woo! To the good onion. Good onion is a heavy onion. It's a six-pound onion. It's also an onion where the onion is put. This is the tip of the onion or the onion. The onion is not the knife around the onion. Remove the pepper skin of the onion. The dice an onion. It's an onion. Cut the onion in half on the onion. All right, so onion. he says onion, onion like that. Onion. onion. Right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like he's French, right? So oh, we get no. this message yesterday from yeah. Iceman81, who listens to the Raza Mocha show, yeah. and says, guys, you've had this conversation and played that same audio about the guy, the French chef, and how he says onion versus how Raz says onion before. However, the time that you guys talked about it on the show, it was Raz that brought it up. I, th- you know, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here, okay, this is the problem with having a terrible memory. Okay, uh-huh. is that yesterday when we were talking about this, I was like, I swear to God, we've had this conversation before, because any opportunity over the years that somebody has had to goof on me over the way that I say onion, um, they do. You do. The audience does. Everybody else does. Mm. And I swear, like I'm listening to this yesterday, and I'm like, I swear that I've heard this guy say onion that way on this show. But I didn't say anything because what are you going to say at that point? So Iceman81 said that this actually appeared on episode number two of the Razamoka show. Oh, podcast. for God's sake, stop going back that far. <laughs> what? It's in the archive. I don't it's care. Mar, can you delete <laughs> no, like, no, like no, one to one to two fifty, please? <laughs> Just clean, just clean slate. So here's how the conversation went down back in December of 2017 <laughs> oh, and no. starts with you, Roz. People started sending me this one particular video oh, no. of okay. this of this one chef. And they were like, hey, man, listen, don't feel so bad about how wrong you are with the, say, the way you say onion because at least you're not this guy. And so I can't even tell you the amount of people that DM me this video. And okay. it's by uh, a guy named Chef Jean-Pierre. Uh-huh. Okay, so he does an instructional video, by the way, on how to cut an onion. So okay. I want to share it with everybody here. How do we dice an onion? Boy, that's a big <laughs> onion. Look at that. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> how do we dice an onion? Boy, that's a big onion. Look at that. First of all, what, what constitutes a good onion? So it was okay. the exact same clip yeah. that you played for all of us yeah. back in 2017. But it was me, huh? It was you. <laughs> and then we had this whole conversation yesterday where I'm the one that brings up the fact that this French chef, Jean-Pierre, says onion that way. I'm still not 100% sure. I'm not convinced that at some point in 2018, I didn't get bonked on the head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your memory's so like, bad, you wouldn't even remember. Yeah, and I don't even remember that. I you don't know what probably bonked you on the head? What's that, yeah. <laughs> A bag of onion. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. This guy went online and told the story of how he got into it with his girlfriend. Actually, he was more apologetic than anything. His girlfriend got super pissed. What happened? So he and his girlfriend, her name's Katie, went to this party. And it was like mainly Katie's friends were there, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they started talking about celebrities. We like to call those a best behavior party. (laughs) So they start talking about celebrity crushes. Oh, no. 
And then Katie then disagrees with a statement from a friend that their celebrity crush was the most beautiful, right? They didn't say who the celebrity was. And then Katie then turns to her boyfriend asking if he thought that she was the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm-hmm. And instead of telling her, because obviously she's fishing, right? Yeah. Instead of telling her what he wanted to hear, he told her the truth and says this in his post online. I think Katie is very beautiful, but she isn't the most beautiful woman on earth. So I've never told her that. All of our friends were looking at me and I felt pressured. I felt like saying yes, but I didn't want to lie. And she'd never stop boasting about it. She's kind of proud that way. It's one of her bad traits. (laughs) Shush. (laughs) Just be quiet, man. Diva's sitting there shaking her head already. (laughs) So he continues to say, I honestly felt quite cornered. And I admitted that, no, she wasn't the most beautiful woman. Yeah. I tried to be polite, but of course, my response sounded like S. I immediately apologized. Katie looked so upset. And I felt really bad. She ended up leaving the place and texted me saying I embarrassed her in front of all of her friends and that I was an a-hole. I tried apologizing again, but she wouldn't listen. So this post then gets a ton of response from both sides being like, you did the right thing. You told her the truth. Other people were like, idiot. You should have just said what she wanted to hear. (laughs) Deepa, Deepa holding her tongue right now. What do you want to say? No, I think you have to know that if your boyfriend tells you that, like you're comparing yourself to a celebrity. Yeah, you might not be the most beautiful woman in the world. So I don't I don't know. To me, it's no reason to get like super upset about. And your friends obviously know that that's not something that's meant to be insulting to you. At least that's the way that I read the situation. Somebody wrote uh, in response to his post, there was no right answer. It was a trap. There is no, it was, it was. And this is, and this is why I think that they're both completely in the wrong um, because he, it was a trap, uh-huh. right? In front of her friends where he was under an incredible amount of pressure to say the wrong thing either way, no matter what you say, it's going to be the wrong thing, mm-hmm. Right. Um, but she trapped him. And I, why would you do that? Why would you ask well, that question? Of what kind of, of a person she is, really. Yeah, right? yeah, but still, like, then the guy should just know better to just work his way out of the situation. Like, get at, we all know how to get out of that situation. And what is the number one thing you do, Maury, in a situation like that? What, Maury? You lie. Thank you. <laughs> but what's the lie? What do you say at that point? You just look at her straight in the face and go, you are. Exactly. Although in my house, I know that I am not. Yeah. It's been made very clear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a, that's an extra box we just opened. Yeah. I don't know. If, maybe we we'll close time. that one back we up. We got time for yeah. therapy yeah, right now. We'll close that right back up. Uh, a couple other comments coming in. Uh, some Somebody said, uh, there comes a time in every straight young man's life that he faces a test. It's not an easy one really it just requires a compliment not a lot of thought just smiling nodding and agreeing with her yeah yeah and then every now and then you just gotta say i gotta go poo (laughs) that's the real way to leave the combo yeah yeah that's how you that's how you do it uh another person wrote and said dude she was asking for it trying to corner you like that sounds like a controlled thing if you ask me fishing for compliments is always unattractive and gets toxic really fast not mature on her part at all I think fishing for compliments could be great. Don't <laughs> 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 worry, again, it's not time for Ross therapy just yet. <laughs>
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, real quick, before we uh, we talk about this next ting, yeah. let me just read some texts that we're getting at 925 We're talking about this post that this guy uh, put out online where he and his girlfriend were at a party with her friends, mainly her friends, and uh, and they were talking about celebrity crushes. And then at one point, his girl turns to him and says, asked if he thought that she was the most beautiful woman in the world. And he said that she wasn't. So she gets embarrassed. Her, the girlfriend, not the celebrity. Right. The girlfriend right. Uh, gets embarrassed and leaves, right? And then it turns into a big thing. <clears throat> and then the, the comments online were just divided. People were like, like, yo, she trapped you with that question. Mm-hmm. And other people were like, it was totally fine. Like, you were being honest. So a couple of texts. The real answer is you're the most beautiful girl in my life. Oof. Another person said, honestly, it's not his responsibility to boost her self-esteem, and she shouldn't rely on it. He's with you, and that's what matters. I don't know if saying, to be honest with you, you're the most beautiful. You may not be the most beautiful girl in the world. You're the most, most beautiful girl in my life. I don't. I would not recommend well, that as an answer well, at all. Look at all these answers, though, that we're getting. He could have said, in my eyes, you no are. No way. Another person uh-uh. said, you got to say, quote, you're the most beautiful person in the world to me. Nope. But yes, it was totally a trap. Nope. You think a woman wants to hear these are these are people who have never this you've never had like I don't know Deepa you want to hear that Here's the thing I feel like in the beginning of our relationship I'd be like no that's not what I want to hear um, but I do have a really good cop out answer for this so years ago when pause Paul, pause 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 oh, go yes. back to the question go back to the question What so, that was the yes. answer Yeah go back to that was not an answer No <laughs> No, it was not it was an my answer. answer. No, that was not an. That's not an answer. That's not an answer. Before we go back to something that happened to you in grade eight, um, okay, let's. Okay, it was recess. Okay, it's really cold that day. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the question is, because uh, you were sitting there shaking your head, no, 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 right? Yeah. So, okay, if in a situation like this where you're talking about somebody who's the most beautiful person in the world, and then you're husband Thalal turns to you and says in my eyes you're the most beautiful person in the world or mm-hmm. or or in my world you're the most beautiful woman what's mm-hmm. your response do you want to hear that no i rather hear the straight up no you're not the most beautiful woman you would the rather world, hear straight up no oh. yeah the because way, i know this the, guy it's a lie like if you're like oh it. in my eyes you're the most beautiful like we're secure enough in our relationship for him to be like no you are not and i'd be like hey I get it, dude. There's plenty <laughs> okay. of other fish in the sea. Okay, now here we go. <laughs> what do you mean? Is that like, you giving the guy a pass? <laughs> yeah, think... No, no, not a pass. No, not at all. Well, why is it? Yeah, fish in the sea. Maybe, maybe are so are the fish for you admire. or the fish for him? I don't understand for who the fish are for. Both of us can admire. Um, you know, I think that's a fair thing to say. Wait, like, hold on a hold second. On, Y'all are going fishing and then throwing the fish back. Pa- pause for one second. Pause, <laughs> that a relationship pa- you guys pause, for, pause for one second. Pause for one second. Deepa. No. Deepa. What? Deepa. Explain when somebody says there's pl- there's plenty more fish in the sea. Explain what that saying means. Like, there's lots of people that are good looking in the world, so you can admire <laughs> okay. from if your man, a if, distance. Okay, if your man ever looks at you and says, well, guess what? There's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> that means that he's telling you he has options. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay? It's not look at all the beautiful fish. There's lots of beautiful fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all beautiful. No, when somebody says there's plenty of fish in the sea, they're saying, well, you know what? If it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. Another oh, fish. I, l- Another I like fish. my version better. Yeah, a yeah. lot better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The 
Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Tiffany Haddish, who was busted for DUI um, a couple of weeks ago. The, the DUI happened, by the way, the day after. Might have even been that night, actually, that I interviewed Tiffany Haddish and all that stuff went down. Yeah, your when, girlfriend. When we were... Um, flirting? No, when I made the mistake and it started off sort of flirty and then it turned into a whole turned into you, a whole thing. Yo, you got that woman shook. Shook. She couldn't stop thinking about your interaction. Right? Yes. Um and so it was either later that night, I think, or or like the next day that she was in Atlanta and got busted for uh DUI. And last night she was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and brought brought it up listen to this i appreciate you having me jimmy thank you for uh you know allowing me to be here can you talk about anything that happened or want to talk about it or no well i can say this jimmy okay i've been praying to god to send me a new man a good man <laughs> and um god went ahead and sent me four in a uniform <laughs> um, i wasn't expecting that at all and, and uh, now I got a really great lawyer, and uh, we're going to work it out. And yeah. I got to get my my uh, asking of things to God a little better. Yeah, we got to be a little clearer. Yo, when she said that, I, I legit thought she was going to reference the, the interview that you guys did. The interaction. And he was married. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then she was so shit that day. Hold on, let me find if anyone missed it. Oh, we don't have to replay that now. What? Nah, nah, it's fine. Nobody wants to hear that. I think everybody does. Hands up, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Deepa, yeah. Thanks. Shem, yes, Dan yeah, Moore. Oh, Dan Moore's got both hands yeah, up. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Right, yeah. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much. I am so good, in love you look with good. you. I am so in love with you, and I am so in love with this show. This is like all of my clue love together in one place with you in it. You in love with me? <laughs> I'm in love with you. I love you forever. Are you so you hitting on me right now? No, I mean because no. I'm single. I'm I'm not mad at I it. I'm, I'm, I'm receiving it. I'm receiving it. Are you You're married? It? I am. Yeah. Well, then you can't say you in love with me. You gotta. Say, I said I, I have, love you. I love you. You gotta say I have love for you because if you tell me I, you okay. love me. My soul takes that as he wants to be your husband, <laughs> Tiffany. Okay. I'm so sorry, Tiffany. I'm so sorry, girl. No, don't be sorry. I, I have I so love much you too. It's okay. good to see you. I, and I do have so much love for you. I really do. I thank think you, you are just dynamite and the show is fantastic. And thank you. Thank you. And tell your wife I say hi. Oh, I will for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, so it was that interaction. She was so distraught for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's not me. She had, you know, a couple uh, a couple of glasses of wine, probably. No. Maybe a little bit too much. No, if you look at her picture, I don't think what she was high from came from a glass, though. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Emily, it's Roz and Mocha. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, Emily, good. welcome to Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Thank you. Where does your story take place and when? Okay. Well. I have to say, first, my mother listens to this show, and she hasn't even heard this story yet. Oh, Sorry, Mom. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah. Her name's Esther. Anyway, we were at this five-star resort in who's, Dominican. Who's we? Who's we? Who's we? My husband and I. Okay. How long have you been married at this point? 13 years. Okay. We booked it. This was in 2013. So we booked two weeks. Um, my mother-in-law lives nearby, so we were planning to mix our trip with a visit to her. Mm -hmm. So week one went beautifully. 
And then we met up with friends. And I use this term loosely because they were just people we met on the plane that happened to be in the same resort. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. So, so not friends that you went down with. No. Okay. It was just him and I. Okay. Yeah. So one drunken night ended up with me being reported missing and my husband getting arrested for it by the military security. Whoa, hold on. Jesus. Excuse me. What? Emily. There's a whole lot of detail in between. So you went you down to, to have a fun week and maybe visit your in-laws and then you skip right to uh, your husband gets arrested and you go missing? Yeah, man, that's how we fly. Uh, how did you How did you go missing? Okay, so we were drinking all day on the beach, and obviously alcohol and sun sometimes don't mix with people. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> so we were all having a good time, and as the sun started setting, I just decided to get up from my chair and walk away. And nobody knows where I went, and I don't even know where I went because I just blacked out after that. Okay, oh, wow. so, so how long were you gone before somebody reported you missing? It was about five hours. All in total, it was 15 hours I was missing. 15? One five? Okay, yes. so so you're missing, and, and your husband is what? Looking for you, right? Yes, along with these friends. Okay, so your husband, and they're all drunk too? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so at what point do like security and authorities get involved and start questioning your husband? I eventually woke up in the morning in the maid chamber in some abandoned building. Hold on a second here. What? So you woke up where? In the maid chamber? Yes. In one of the parts of the resort they weren't using, I woke up in a maid chamber. Who found you? Where they have all you the just... towels and sheets. Oh my God. So you? So are you alone at this point? Yep. And I was completely naked. Oh, for God's sake. What? So wait, you're drunk at a resort, right? You yeah. you get up and wander off. You're missing 15 hours. Your husband reports yeah. you missing. You wake up the next morning naked and alone in the maid's chamber? Yes. So my bikini was nowhere to be found. So somehow I had the wherewithal to wrap a sheet around me and find my way to the lobby to ask for help back to my room. And that was when I was met with three security guards and two managers running up to me asking if I was okay and where I was. Okay. So... Apparently, these friends got into a fight with my husband, and they all started accusing him for not watching me. And the armed security took him into room and into a room behind the lobby in handcuffs. And with in along handcuffs? With the other guys. And then what, yeah. call the police? They were armed military, so they I don't think they did, needed police. So wait a second. What were they accusing your husband of at this point? I was missing, and they didn't know where I was. So but wasn't your husband, like, with that other couple, like, the entire time? Or was there a period of time where he separated from the two of them, which is why they think he had something to do with it. Yes, there was a, a period of time where he had separated because they had all mm. gone their separate ways to look. Gotcha, right. yeah. Right. I listen to a lot of crime podcasts. Right. I'll tell you. <laughs> Me too. I would have I would have accused your husband as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, so obviously your husband didn't murder you. No. In Dominican. Okay. So at what point at what point are you able to sort of piece together what happened? One of the other guards took me into another room behind the lobby and uh, to get my side of the story. So apparently security had been looking for me all night. And because I was still pretty wasted, they gave me water and bread and allowed me to kind of sleep off a little bit. Okay. And uh, as I was coming to a couple hours later and I was realizing the situation, I really started freaking out and I was screaming, where's my husband? Where's my husband? And why am I here? Why do I have scrapes on my body? And why am I wearing a sheet? <gasps> oh, my God. And they showed me the security camera no. with me falling into some bushes and stumbling <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Buck naked. No. Also was using no. a palm no. tree as a stripper pole. No. <laughs> no. 
No. Yo, how has this video not made it to World Star no. yet? No. <laughs> no, girl. Damn. No, Emily. So you have no idea what happened. You start thinking the worst. Where's my husband? The last time I saw him, he's a guy's in machine guns and handcuffs. You're exactly. you're scraped up, bruised, have no recollection of the night before. <laughs> Maybe somebody like did something, like they slipped you something. You, you don't even know what happened. And then I they have no idea. And then they show you footage of you wandering around the resort, hammered and naked and using a palm tree as a stripper pole. Yes, and we walked into the buffet a couple days later, and a whole table stood up and clapped. No, hey, no, that's a DR no, for you, though. Right? Them DR trips. Yeah, <laughs> super oh lit. Oh, my God. <laughs> no mixing warm tequila with beer, kids. Wow. Jeez. So how many more days did you have on your vacation when that happened? Like, how many days afterwards until you came home? Uh, six. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you still have six days to go. Damn. Okay, and uh, your mom, again, has not heard this story. She does listen to this show. Well, she has now. She has now. So your mom's name again is? Esther. Esther, you raised a wild one, Esther. Hey, them PR trips, them PR trips. <laughs> uh, Emily, thank you so much. That is a hell of a story. <laughs> thank you. Have a great day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Mocha. Yes. Everybody else. Have you ever paid for something just because it feels good? <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, <laughs> let me rephrase that question. Let me rephrase that question. Because it's a story about, like, I guess they phrase it as the uh, does money buy happiness. But so they ask people, okay, have you ever bought something just because that thing will make you happier? That's all I ever do. Yeah, okay. all the time. Yeah. Like what? What mocha? Like electronics, like nerdy, geeky stuff. Of yeah. course. But I buy like, hats all the time. I buy sneakers. So hats and sneakers, and you don't even wear them, really. You just buy there them because they make you a, happy. Yeah, I buy a lot um, because I just need them. So 43% of people uh, said that they've actually gone into debt buying stuff <laughs> just to make themselves feel good. Why are you laughing, Maureen? Because that's me. That's yeah. you, exactly. <laughs> it really is you. Uh, a lending tree survey found 88% of people have spent money on something just to make themselves happier. Uh, but there's a big problem with that, and that is um, spending money on temporary happiness, as we know, isn't the best way to achieve any sort of happiness that's in life. That's why you keep spending. Uh, Maury, what have you, what have you spent Last money year, on just because it feels good? Last year, I spent four hundred and was it four hundred and thirty-two dollars on ice cream and cookies. Oh <laughs> what? my gosh! Oh, I, I did the tally on <laughs> Uber Eats. Yeah, ice cream and cookie delivery last year was four hundred and thirty-two dollars. Wow, Deepa. Um, this is a really weird one. I have a massive collection of Princess Jasmine dolls at home. And I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year on collecting that stuff. When you say a massive collection, how many Jasmine are we talking about? <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Does that say enough? Um, yeah. Let me start with upstairs yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say 50 plus. And where do you keep them? Like out displayed? Yeah, in my bedroom in my parents' house. If you walk in, it's a Princess Jasmine bedroom. So it's... they're they're not in your marital home with you and Thalal, though. I've asked if I could bring it over, and the answer was no. So <laughs> I'm gonna stay. <laughs> <laughs> and are they all like figurines or are they like a mix of like figurines and like maybe cups that have Princess Jasmine on them or like other memorabilia? Yeah, it's a mix of dolls and cups and those like pop dolls with the big bobbly heads. I have like maybe. Funko. Yeah, I think I maybe have four of those bobblehead ones. 
Wow. Um, candy dispensers with Princess Jasmine's face on it, socks, T-shirts, now, now if everything. You, if you did bring those into the home that you share with your husband, would yeah. they also go in the bedroom? Uh, you know, to me, that's a yes. <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> Princess Jasmine looking down on me. Um, wow. I'm not sure if Bilal would Now, like in that. your in your parents' house wow. where all this stuff lives, right? Yeah. Are they, like, displayed throughout the room? Or do you have, like, one area <laughs> of your bedroom that is dedicated to all the Princess Jasmine stuff? No, it's displayed through the entire bedroom. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Shem, have you ever spent money on something just because it feels good? It used to be women. Oh. Um, you spent what? Money? Oh, let me, no, Shem. Excuse me? You're thinking, I know, you're talking more like dating, not th- renting. Th- th- thank you, Ross. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I did not go that <laughs> way. goodness. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, now that I'm single and divorced, and as we've discussed on this oh, show many times, geez, I've just stopped. So saving what? myself some money that way. What about you, Roz? What's your answer? Jeez, man. Sham, like, I'm telling you, like, we're all having fun here, bro. Like, <laughs> how do you go from Princess Jasmine to, like, that? Yeah. I know, like, right out, of the ga- right out of the gate. I'm thinking that things have slowed down after the holidays because this is now the third conversation I have where we've had about literally nothing where Shem's like, yeah, man, you know, the divorce is still thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you, Roz? What's your answer? Uh, every, every, my, my thing is this, is that I don't, because I'm not a closed guy or anything like that, so I don't spend money on um, things that I, I would have for the benefit of everyone else. Like, I don't get any joy in somebody looking at me going, oh, I like this or I like that. So I would say every single thing I buy, I buy just because it makes me and only me feel good. Mm-hmm. Like 100% of my purchases, 100%. I was so happy the other day, or I guess it was last week, I found on sale uh, a box of 100 uh, gorilla gloves. Okay. Yeah. What? For doing yard work. Uh-huh. And I was so proud of myself. And I know that they're going to make me feel dynamite. Do you go yeah. like, through them? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'll go through one at one, like each a pair each time I do something. You spend really? a lot of money on grass. Yeah, I do. I spend a lot of money on grass. You don't know how much money I spend on grass seed. For Give this upcoming season? A rough season? estimate. A rough estimate? Like, yeah, what do yeah. I spend? No, no, no. Hold on. Deepa. Yeah. You have to phrase this properly. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What is the estimate that you told Catherine? Mm. Oh. <laughs> we don't talk about seed because seed to her, like, why would you ever think that grass seed would be expensive, right? Uh-huh. It's just grass seed. But would she I, be shocked to know this number? Yeah, I paid $400 for a bag of grass seed one time. I spent no. more money on wow. ice cream. Yeah, wow. yeah, wow. yeah. But that's one bag of grass seed, Yeah, right? And I probably that year threw down three. Wow. <gasps> yeah. Oh, look at Deepa's face. Yeah. yeah. But, but, not, but they weren't all that expensive. One of them was like 100 bucks. One uh-huh. of them was about 150 But I spent, I was shipping and handling because I ordered it from, I, I ordered it from Florida. No, and it was, why it was, and, and it was, they got that special seed out there. Yeah, and it's a 65-pound bag of grass seed that they shipped wow. from Florida. UPS must have hated you that day. Right? Yeah, <laughs> with, with no free shipping. What? So, yes. Plus yes. duties, plus Plus duties, plus, 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 plus. Yeah, so all my lawn stuff I buy just because it makes me feel good. Are people allowed to walk on your grass? Uh, Yeah, I encourage it. I like people to take their shoes and socks off, run around like your Princess Jasmine, having your best life. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So we got a slow-mo Roz and Mocha submission from Roz and Mocha fan Mark Trebinsky, who is listening to episode 338 which was released over the holidays. And it was a special edition uh, episode of the Ronza Mocha Show podcast where we kind of look back at the, the history of the show 
during the holidays talking about things holiday specific. They messed around with the Christmas show? They messed around with the Christmas show. And when you listen to the podcast at half speed, it's been discovered that the conversations, uh, we just sound wasted. Yeah. Like completely yeah, it's wasted. Like the, it's like the, it's drunk Raz and Mocha. And um, what Mark submitted to us was the Johnny Depp School of Acting, which... <laughs> At regular speed sounds ridiculous as it is. Yeah. If anyone hasn't heard the Johnny Depp School of Acting. So the way that we did it was um, Mocha and Maury would perform a scene from a movie or a television show. Um, but Johnny Depp, apparently, when he was acting, uh, was always too eccentric and too busy or too whatever to memorize his script. So they would put what they call an earwig in his ear, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny little earpiece. And somebody offset would refeed him his lines and he would deliver them in the Johnny Depp way that he delivers things. A lot of actors do this, apparently. Uh, so I would have Maury's script. Maury would not have a script. And then I would be feeding lines uh, to damn it, Maury, and you guys would act out the scene. Yeah. And Maury, it's just like, it was a disaster, right? right? Like, it's funny. It's a disaster. It's one of the funniest things I think we've ever done on this show. Um, it's a disaster at normal speed. It's a disaster at normal speed. So yes, you're 100% right. What it yes. sounds like uh, slow yes. down at half speed while we're reading the script for The Grinch. Okay. He snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming. I must find a way to get a Christmas. Tomorrow I know all the girls and boys will make Bryce. <laughs> brush for the toys and the, the noise, all the toys, all the noise. There's one thing I hate, all the noise, all the boys, the shriek and the shrek and the streak and the strike and the wheels and the dancing around. <laughs> They'll blow the flute floppers and flippers and they'll hang their ticker tackers <laughs> and they'll blow their woo-woo bubbles <laughs> and they'll hang their goggle gankers. <laughs> I know that Dr. Seuss is real difficult to understand at the yeah. best of times. And he uses silly words all the time. <laughs> he uses silly words. First of all, he said boys like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, come on, man. That's what it sounds like when you listen to the podcast. Oh, my God. The Raza Boga Show podcast at half speed. That right there was already a dumbass conversation <laughs> that we were having. Oh, oh for God's sake. Uh, so shout out to uh, Mark Trebinsky who submitted that. Feel free to find a moment in the podcast that you want us to play on the radio uh, at half speed. Yeah. And we can have a big old laugh. Uh, just DM it to us, timestamp it. Make sure you leave us uh, your name as well. Please. Yeah. So we can big you up. But uh... <laughs> boys, boys, <laughs> boys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's going on, brother? 
How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Did you um, see um, yesterday <laughs> why M and M's were trending? Oh, because they're changing them, aren't they? Like they're giving them. <laughs> Yo, they got killed on Twitter. That's so stupid. Like, <laughs> like is it because? Uh, let me. I I, I skim past this because uh-huh. I refuse to play a part in any of this. Oh, I read the full article. Are they are they saying that the girl M M&M and M is wearing like her boots are too sexy? Um, without saying that exact, using the exact wording. But that's what it is, though, right? Then yes. And then the one guy whose shoelaces are untied, they're tying his shoelaces because people may be influenced by the M&M with untied yeah. shoelaces and Look not tied cool there. Look how that guy looks. And then you trip and fall and you blame an M&M? Right. Okay. So the makers of M&Ms announced that its characters are getting modern makeovers and will have more, quote, nuanced personalities. But the only thing that they they really have, though, is the fact that they are they wear shoes, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So let me read you this: Mars Incorporated, the company behind M and M's, announced yesterday a quote yeah. global commitment to creating a world where everyone feels they belong and society is inclusive. Oh. As part of the new mission to increase the, quote, sense of belonging for 10 million people around the world by 2025, Mars said the M&M's characters, who serve as mascots for the brand, would be receiving fresh new looks. The green M&M, as you pointed out, the one that Mm -hmm. wears heels, Mm -hmm. um, previously seen in ads posing seductively and strutting her stuff in white go-go boots, will now sport a pair of sneakers. Mm. A description for the green candy on the M&M's website says she enjoys, quote, being a hype woman for all my friends. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, the green M&M goes on to say, yeah. I think we all win when we see more women in leading roles. So I'm happy to take on the part of supportive friend when they succeed. But are they saying then that, like, a woman can't lead in heels? Is that what they're saying? Because I highly disagree with that. I guess. I don't know. Like in order to be taken seriously, you gotta put runners on and ditch the the go go boots and like is that what they're like? I don't get be it. Be cool. Like no, but I just don't get it. Uh, another character, the brown Eminem, yeah, described her motto as "not bossy, just the boss." Okay, fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Mars said in <laughs> announcing the I... refresh that Eminems <laughs> will have quote an updated tone of voice that is more inclusive welcoming and unifying while remaining rooted in our signature jester wit and humor what was exclusive about the m&ms though that's, that's what that, i want to know that's the thing that nobody understands somebody tweeted was a reply the and said they're candy they already come in all colors yeah like didn't they used to do commercials where they like made fun of eating each other and stuff like that yes right? another person wrote Ooh, is Peanut finally going to transition to plane? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Another person wrote, OMG, this is great. I've been waiting so long for a candy to project a strong female vibe. I wasn't going to make it much longer without a green-coated candy to show me what a woman I can be. <laughs> M&Ms are not only fictional, but also literally a rainbow, and yet still they are apparently not diverse enough. Uh-huh. Another person wrote, thank God we finally have gay M&Ms. I was sick and tired of eating homophobic candy. Another person wrote, will somebody just tell me which M&Ms I'm allowed to be attracted to? (laughs) Yeah. Who who has ever seen M&Ms and thought, they don't represent me? Yeah, nobody. (laughs) It's a candy! But even worse than that, who has ever looked at M&Ms and went, oh, thank you. 
Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. No. Like, thank you for being delicious. Oh, just thank you. That's me. Right? Yeah. I've, I've seen, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, like these, these changes that M&Ms are making had the internet going wild yesterday. Yeah, and that's and, why M&Ms is trending. And people really do truly think that this stuff is going to go over like, oh, my God, finally. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they really do. Yeah. They really feel that way. And when you see the ridiculousness behind it all. <laughs> Shoelaces. Right? For God's sake. Yeah. From go-go boots to sneakers. Ugh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Rupert Grint, who you know is Ron Weasley from Harry Potter, is on a show called Servant. God, that show's wild, man. M. Night Shyamalan uh, on Apple TV+. Plus. Season 3 is out right now. And before Season 3 drops, uh, they already announced that they're doing a Season 4. Yeah. So the series is going to continue. I don't know if you've watched any of the episodes. I, I've watched I, I watched the first couple in, in season one, and then I've watched episodes throughout the last two. Like, I've seen a couple episodes of season three because I um, uh, had to do stuff for ET Canada for this show. It, mm. I, it's so wild to me. Like, it has gone bananas. I know. So Jenna and I are addicted to the show. Are you? Yeah, it, we watch it, every single it one. Is, it has gone bonkers. So the description of this show, if you haven't watched Servant, says uh, a Philadelphia couple is a morning after an unspeakable trage- tragedy creates a rift in their marriage and opens the door for a mysterious force to enter their okay, home. Okay, don't be that vague. Be specific. It be deals specific. With, it deals with cults. Yeah. So, right? But go, go back to the beginning. So they had a baby yes. that died. Correct. Right? And then they bring in like a doll to help the wife cope cope with the missing baby. And then they bring in like a nanny to help take care of the doll. Yeah. Okay. And then everything just goes bonkers. And then we get into cults and witchery and craziness, right? Yes. Okay. So Rupert Grint plays uh, the, 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 the main characters, the husband and wife. Rupert yeah. Grint plays the brother of the wife. He's great in this show. And he is so good. Yeah, yeah. he's and really he funny good. Too. Yeah, he's really good. His in acting show. in this show is amazing. Uh, so David Mori had a chance to uh, talk to Rupert Grint um, about this new show, or sorry, about the new season of Servant, which is on Apple TV Plus right now. Congratulations on being renewed for season four. Thank you. How awesome! Before you, the next yeah. season even begins, how cool is that? Yeah, very good. Very lucky. Very lucky. The show really like it shows the importance of family. Did doing this show enhance your view on family importance? What extremes would you go to to, I guess, protect your families? Yeah, I think it does force force you to have those kind of conversations. It, it, it's yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very unique situation. But I think becoming a parent midway through definitely kind of. Uh, yeah, changed changed my kind of perception of everything, um, and and also kind of understanding what huge loss and what absolute kind of tragic things. I mean, it's almost kind of unimaginable. Um, but yeah, I think at the heart of it is this show is kind of about people not grieving and and kind of finding ways to kind of not engage directly with with the elephant in the room. And I think um, yeah, it's fascinating how put a kind of family dynamic into that and see how everyone kind of deals with it is, is, is really interesting. And yeah. during the, uh, the making of the, the show, I think it was during season, the making of season two, mm-hmm. he uh, and his wife had a baby. And during the making of season three, the main guy and his wife had a baby. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, really? Yeah, I they didn't know that. They, yeah, they both did. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah like crazy. not not that far. Yeah, not that far apart. Yeah. This is, uh, damn it, Maury talking to Rupert Grimm, by the way. Will this series be something you can ever watch with your kids? Might it freak them out and change their <laughs> oh view on God. you at all? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, it'd be a while. Uh, she brought Wednesday to the set. And we have this, um, the big kind of exterior of the house. She she thought she was on Sesame Street. It kind of has that similar kind of vibe. Wow. No, you definitely, are not. Elmo definitely isn't there. I think it would add <laughs> some kind of, it would add something to the show, I think. But um, no, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, it's a, it's a dark show. There'll be a time where she'll probably watch it, but I, I don't know. Not right now. Yeah, no, absolutely No, no she's not. got it's, a lot of Harry Potter yeah. to watch, right? You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. If you're going to start watching your dad's, like, not like <laughs> filmography, you're going to start with Harry Potter. You're not going to go right into service. No. And I get it when some actors, you know, really, they, they don't have anything in their catalog that their kids can watch. Yeah. Is Ron Weasley. Yeah, exactly. Right? Chris Kidd is good. Yeah, you have something to be very proud of, right? <laughs> to show your daughter. Uh, anyway, if you're into it, uh, season three of Servant is out on Apple TV right now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Is uh, your wife Jenna still watching and just like that? No. No? Did I she don't. ever watch it? Nah, I think no. maybe the, the, the zero reaction to things, to the shows that uh, are the episodes. Yeah. You still watch them, Maury? Yes, all the time. But I didn't watch last night. Oh. So what? No spoilers? So, yeah, gonna, don't ruin it for me. So Miranda told Steve about Che. Uh-huh. Oh. So you're just going to go <laughs> ahead che? and do that now. Che Diaz. She's the, she's, the most uh, intolerable character to ever be put on it's television. It's Carrie Bradshaw's podcast boss. Yeah. Okay. So it, and what happened? Miranda and Che hooked up. So Che, I don't even know. Yes, they like, did. Yeah, they. Oh. Yeah, they did. And then, and then in Carrie's kitchen. And then, <gasps> yeah, not in the kitchen. And then Miranda sent Che a message. And then a while later, um, Steve. No, Miranda went to see Che because Che was doing like a stand-up comedy routine outside. And then Miranda was like. You didn't reply to my message because I guess Che left Miranda on red. Ooh, can't do that. And then Che was like, I've done a lot of weed. <laughs> Forgetful. Like, like, first of all, nobody says I've done a lot of weed. Um, and then she tells Steve that she's in love with Che. And then Che says that she loves, I don't know, the whole show is just oh, like. Oh, man, Steve's it's such a nice guy, bro. though. Bro. And, and they made Steve this fumbling old idiot where literally, like, you know what they did to poor Steve? What? Okay. So Miranda goes into the house to sit down and say that she hates her life because all Steve does is sit on the couch, right? This is how bad, this is how, much, how dirty they did Steve. So Miranda's sitting there trying to say, I don't want to be married to you anymore, and I'm in love with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And before uh, she can tell him, they make Steve fumble through the couch looking for his other hearing aid. Oh, no. Poor Steve. Don't forget, Steve cheated on her. Uh, Yeah, that was in the movie, not in the show. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. But he, also, also, he does have bad hearing in real life. They wrote that no, into the show. No, I, I get that. But they just, the way that they play it out is so awful. Like, they did the man so dirty on that show. 
And okay, uh, here's okay. You know how we we talk a lot about and just like that, where suddenly you get these women who have all lived in New York their entire lives, mm-hmm. don't know how to act in society anymore. Like the whole storyline with Miranda not knowing how to talk to a black person right. was crazy to me. So here's that what, was like episode okay, one. Yeah. So so here's what they did last night. So Carrie's back in her old townhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is how ridiculous I'll this show it is. Back to our roots, bro. This so is so humble. Okay, this is how ridiculous this show is. So Carrie, who's lived in New York her whole life, uh-huh. okay, New Yorker through and through, yeah. knows the deal. Vera Wang, wedding dress and everything. Thank you. Carrie's up in her townhouse and this new girl, younger woman, moves downstairs. And this young woman is sitting out on the stoop with some of her friends mm-hmm. and they're loud. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just laughing and yelling, right? They're uh-huh. having a good time. Carrie can't sleep. So Carrie then calls this other guy that she does this podcast with who's young and says, there's a group of people who just moved in downstairs and they're on the stoop being really loud. She's like, how do I even tell them to be quiet? God. You call what, the police. She's like, she's, like, what, she's like, what do I call say? Call the police. She's, she's, like, she's like, what's a cool way to say? She's like, what's a cool way to, to ask somebody to be quiet? Hey, kids, I know your conversation is probably like super on fleek right now. But yeah. Also, you've lived in New York your whole life. You open the window <laughs> and you, you get and you yell. <laughs> Which I can only assume somebody who lives in that townhouse has done a hundred thousand times. <laughs> like everybody else who lives in those buildings. I think the important question here to ask is if you, Roz, yeah. have such distaste in your mouth for this show. Yes. Sex in the Spitty, Sex in the City show. What's yes. it called? Uh, just like that. And just like that. Yeah. Why are you still watching every single week? Catherine throws it on. Right. Sometimes I fall asleep. Sometimes I don't. When I and uh, when I don't fall it asleep, like you didn't fall asleep last night. Right. Also, Big is just newly dead. Right. Carrie has just literally spent I don't know how many years with him. Twenty years now with yeah, the man. Yeah. And it's as if he doesn't exist in her life at all. Well, like, no, she had to go on a date for the book. Okay, but no, no, no. It, Okay. Spoiler alert. It's, it's so. Well, Roz already ruined last night's episode. Well, I'm trying to think of other stuff to ruin as well to Don't, save I to save everybody more. listening. <laughs> the, the, the time I would have ruined more. I just can't think of anything else to ruin. Horrible. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Stephanie Motto from 90 Day Fiance is on hold, waiting to talk to us, Roz. So Stephanie Motto went viral again uh, a few weeks ago. She was selling farts in a jar to fans, and she was making like $80,000 selling off her farts. And she had created this diet, like what she eats, and it was a lot of protein. So the story was that Stephanie wound up in the hospital because of her diets. Now she is out of the hospital. She's got a new business venture, and she may have even found love through all of this fart jar nonsense. Stephanie Motto, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here i literally just woke up like 10 minutes ago (laughs) oh damn so how are you feeling um i am feeling like physically emotionally exhausted from the past two weeks because you know as you guys know my fart jar story went viral and i have just been doing so much and dealing with so much dealing with so much hate um, but I'm doing I'm doing okay today. So when when this did go viral and you were selling your farts in uh, in in jars, um, one of the the parts of the story was on social media. You broke down your diet in order to sort of induce farts, right? So you could really crank yeah. them out, make as much money as you can. Mm. Um, my wife at the time when we were going when we were doing this story, we were playing your show. She had no 
comments or concerns about you selling farts or the people that buy your farts, she texted me, oh, my God, that woman's fart diet. <laughs> okay? And, and we, okay, so break it down now for people again. What were you eating in order to make the farts? I found the perfect formula, and that consists of protein muffins, protein shakes, and either like a black bean soup or a black bean salad. So that was like the sweet spot. But, you know, there are a lot of different foods. You can eat hard-boiled eggs. Cabbage soup is a killer. I mean, there's there's but, so much. But, but, like, I try to be as efficient as possible because, you know, I'm a businesswoman. But you wound up and, in the hospital, though. Yes. Um, I got a lot of orders before Christmas, and I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was trying to fulfill as many as I could before Christmas. So, you know, so people could get their orders in time. But uh, unfortunately, I think I got a little bit too uh, carried away. And in one day, I had about three protein shakes and I was working my way through an entire pot of black bean stew. Oh and God. by that day, yeah, like no one, and I'm a small person. I'm five foot one. So there's no reason I should have been eating that much, drinking that much. So at what point during the day did you feel like something was wrong? Yeah, so I I was in bed that night and I was trying to move, trying to find a comfortable position and I could not breathe in all the way. And every time I did, I would feel a tightening around my chest. So I called up my friend and I said, hey, I think I need to go to the emergency room. I'm having heart pains. I think it could be possibly a heart attack or a blood clot. I'm not sure. I just want to be you know, safe than sorry. So she took me to the hospital. They, they did an EKG. They did a blood panel, but they also asked me about my diet, if there have been any changes, <laughs> medication. No. You're like, and- ask me anything but that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were pretty shocked to hear the amount of protein that I had been taking that day and just like like the types of food I was eating. I think the, the doctor was really confused. I didn't tell them that I was selling fart jars because I just felt like I was going to be judged. <laughs> why would you think why would you think that? <laughs> yeah, no, right? Like, <laughs> so what what ended up happening? So they did all the tests and what did the doctor say? What what happened to you that night? They just told me, hey, it really seems based off of what you've told us you've been eating, that it's just extreme gas pain. And so they discharged me and they said, I should take a Tums, I should take a gas suppressant and I should go to bed. And that actually helped, but it really did make me think that that uh, my business is effectively shutting down <laughs> for production purposes. Um, and you know, I have taken one or two orders here and there since the hospitalization, but there's definitely no way I'm going to go back into business on the scale that I was before. And I did decide that, you know, in a little twist of fate that I would now branch off into fart jar NFTs instead, because I still want people Yeah, well, you know, I still want people to enjoy farts on the metaverse. Uh, By the way, Stephanie Motto from 90 Day Fiance is uh, on with us on the Raza Mocha Show. Uh, now, through all of this, and you have sort of pivoted to fart jar uh, NFTs, but in, in through all of this, did you actually wind up finding love as well? Is that the story? Well, it's a really complicated story, but when I was flying on vacation to Turks and Caicos, I did sit next to somebody who was sort of a fan of the fart jar girl story. And he actually, you know, stayed with me for most of my trip there. Oh, wow. Really? I know you're poor puppies. 
but my dogs are jealous. So yeah, I'm. Uh, you better not bring I, that man in this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I mention the man, okay, they're not happy about that. Are people know? are people um like on social? Are they understanding of the situation? Like, do you have people who are reaching out being like? Listen, I really want to fart in a jar. Please, can you like this one time make this happen for me? Yes. So I actually just sent one out yesterday. I sent it out to a fan. His name's David. Shout out, David. Um, and he got one of the last ones, I think. <laughs> you had mentioned earlier that when you went to the to the hospital that you were afraid of being judged. Uh, when you were selling farts, did you ever judge the people who were willing to pay that much money for a fart? Um, no, absolutely not. I am actually the founder of uh, this a fan subscription website called Unfiltered. So it's a little similar to OnlyFans, but better, obviously. Yeah. And I uh, I have had these types of clients my entire time doing this type of work. And I welcome people with all interests, all fetishes, all backgrounds. I feel like there's so much judgment and hate online. Just, you know, let people live and enjoy what they want as long as it's not hurting anybody. Incredible. And if people want to buy one of your uh, NFT farts in a jar, where do they go? Go to fartjarsnft.com. <laughs> oh, we are easy. minting now. <laughs> and uh, they're adorable. They're amazing. We have a great community and the artwork is so adorable. And some of them do have redeemable assets. So go check them out. Right on. Thank you Stephanie so much, Mono, Thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you. Super fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great Bye. day. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Luigi, what's up, man? It's Ronza Mocha. Hey, how are you guys? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, we've heard from you a couple times, right? Like you reach out, I know, on Instagram, and have we had you on the podcast before? Yes, one time. <laughs> oh, okay. But we've never had you on uh, on Fix My Life. No. Luigi, what do you need help with, my man? Uh, Roz, help me, please. I need help with my meat. You need help with your meat. <laughs> Uh, okay. Luigi, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Razumoka, fix my life. I can never make a steak to be medium rare. I've oh tried God. everything. Could you please tell us how to cook the perfect medium rare steak? How are you cooking your steaks currently? Well, I don't have a sous vide, but I know you guys really recommend a sous vide. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I've tried all the pans there are, like iron pan and then the, the, the normal ones, and nothing works. What about method? What method are you doing? Like, how are you? Talk us through. What do you, what do you, how are you cooking your steak? Uh, well, I season it i put like some pepper and some seasoning in it mm-hmm. and then um i know that you said to just cook it really really hot so my apartment gets full with smoke even my cat smells like smoke later okay <laughs> yeah yeah but i i say i say that though that that's part two of after you sous vide it but you don't have a sous vide right no no i don't yeah so i if you don't have a sous vide there's a couple of different ways that you can do it you still sous vide right mocha i do yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. cool yeah um, sous vide is going to save you for the investment that it is meat is so expensive now i mean i was reading this story today 
with sticker shock when people are going to the grocery stores for for meats, like even poultry and uh, some of the, the like just ground beef, like Chuck has oh, gone yeah. up like 12, 13% and some high end steaks have gone up a hundred percent from last year. And so when restaurants back open back up again, you're going to get hit with that because all that's going to go on. So I don't know what they're going to be charging for a steak in a restaurant, but for the amount of money that you're going to pay for good steak, the investment in a sous vide wand is well worth it. Like mm-hmm. well worth it. Um, so that is number one is just bite the bullet and go on Amazon and just order yourself a sous vide. They're not that expensive. And it's so you're going to thank us later. Uh, but people have done like, and I've done it before in the past, like sear and then oven or then the reverse sear, which is you put the steak in the oven first and then you sort of use that like a sous vide. And then when it comes out of the oven, then you maybe let it cool and then throw it in like a blazing hot pan and just sear the outside. Like there's a I've cu- done it that way. Have you? I've only only ever done it uh, in the oven first. Yeah, I don't let it sit though when right. I take it out of the oven. I yeah. put it straight onto uh, straight onto the pan. Um, so that's the reverse for like a couple, just a couple of minutes. Or yeah, something. the the way restaurants had done it, you know, for for years was just the straight up sear oven, right? Yeah. So you sear the outside. Uh, and then they would throw it in the oven and at a specific, you know, temperature, humidity level, all of this other stuff in time. And then they would sort of get, you know, the the, the desired doneness of the steak. Uh, but mm-hmm. there are different ways of doing it. You know, you can sear oven. You can reverse sear like mocha. Um, I don't know. Like, aside from sous vide mocha, like, what advice do you have? Um, YouTube, man. Have you, like, but, but, watched any, like, that, YouTube videos? Yeah, but that's really it, though. Like, that's how, like, those, you can either stick it in a pan and cook it until it's done. Yeah. Or you can sear it, then oven. You can reverse sear, which is oven then pan, or just buy yourself a sous vide. Like, I, I don't know how. I don't know if there's any other secret trick for for your medium rare. I say reverse sear, so oven first, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then your and then you you put it on the pan, and only a couple of minutes aside because you want medium rare, like maybe a yeah, minute yeah. and a half aside. How long would you leave it in the oven though? I don't know what kind of oven you have, and I don't know how hot it gets. Oh. Yeah, you're gonna have to research that your yourself. But those are the methods. Like those are those are the sort of those are the the, the the kind of tried and true methods of getting a getting a decent steak. Oh well, I've been doing everything wrong then because I thought that you said to to put it on the iron pan, boiling hot or like piping hot, and then I do that and then I cut it. And it's- completely rare inside. Yeah, like, yeah, because no. you didn't cook it first, man. <laughs> I didn't know that we were supposed to be in the You're oven. basically, basically you just, still needs to cook. You just toasted steak. <laughs> like, yeah. every, everything in the middle is still raw. Oh, no. And then your poor cat smell like <laughs> yeah. burnt food for Wife's days. Wife's mad at you. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Oh, uh, buy your, here, hold on here. Let me just, because I know we talk about bloody sous all the time. Let me just figure All the time, man. I've been wanting one, but I'm like, oh. Like the one that Roz and I have, uh, the Anova sous vide. That one is is very very affordable. They have um, different versions of it, but like mm-hmm. I know the one that I have at least has gone down in price significantly. What's it at right now, Roz? Uh, yeah, here's one on Amazon. Uh, Wi-Fi enabled, four and a half stars based on six hundred and fifty reviews. It's a hundred and eighteen bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Last time I checked, that one was like two hundred and thirty. Yeah. Well, no, there's different kinds, right? There's one for two sixty six, which you know you can you you have a bigger container for it. Uh, there's four hundred dollar sous vides that you can buy, but you don't need it. Like if you're not like you're not cooking a lot, like you're just sort of cooking for yourself, right? Like you want to just a really great steak. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. 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 
yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what you. That's all you need to do. Like they're there's they're cheap. It's like you're gonna spend 150 bucks on it. But honestly, you're gonna spend 25 dollars on a really great steak. Oh, that's right? the other thing. Like, is there a specific kind of meat that I should honestly, get? bro? Not just steak. Honestly, with a sous vide. I buy cheap, like not cheap, but you do not need high-end beef to go into a sous vide. You could okay. buy you could buy mediocre steak in a sous vide hot pan, and it's going to be delicious. Oh, perfect! Guaranteed. Well, I appreciate all the help. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed. There you go, brother. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for all the help. Right on. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Hello, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Doing great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I was just calling too because I've been listening to you guys for the past five plus years. Yeah, I remember when I started listening to you guys, I was on maternity leave with my daughter and she's now five. Oh, wow. Yeah, and now I'm here again on maternity leave again and I'm listening to you guys still. Oh, that's amazing. So yes. you've been with the show for five years now. Roz and I are going into year 14 wow. of the yeah. Roz and Mocha show. Um, is there anything from, from you know, prior to the five years that you've been listening that you've always had a question about? Um, no, not really, to be honest. Okay. I've never, but I, I just listened to you. I remember how I get started with you guys. I was dropping off my eldest daughter to take the school bus, and I was looking for a station to listen to. Yeah. And I came across this, and ever since that, my radio has always been on this station. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So prior to, yeah. to discovering the Raza Mocha show, who did you used to listen to before? I never used to listen to anything, to be honest, because around that time, I just had a car. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I didn't have my own vehicle before that. So when I had my second daughter, she was a baby, so I know I needed to have a vehicle. So that's around the same time that I start listening to you guys. Aw, that's so nice. We're we're so happy that uh, you were able to discover the show. What's your name? I didn't even get your name. Oh, my name is Kizzy. Kizzy. Yeah, I called in before, but it's a while back. And, you know, you guys get so much calls every day, so you won't remember. Oh, well. Yeah, I called in once before. Well, I don't know if uh, we said this to you before. If we did, whatever, we'll happily say it again. Uh, If we didn't, then, Kizzy, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show family. Thank you very much for your dedication to the show. Thank you for listening for as long as you have. You have no idea how much it means to us. No, seriously, because, you know, you were describing your life and the, you know, your kids and how busy you are and stuff like that. And and for you to make that time out of your day to, to spend with us, it really does mean a lot. So thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. You guys are amazing and you're very entertaining. And my kids love you guys as well. Aww. It would have been nice for them to tell you guys hello, but I already took them to get the school bus. Oh, that's okay. But listen, you have you have our phone number. Use it anytime. Next time they're in the car with you or wherever, if you're at home, just give us a call, okay? Yes, I will be sure to do that. Have a wonderful day, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kizzy, you've been listening for five years. You know, before we let you go, I got to ask you the question. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? You know, there are days when I like Mocha more. There are days when I like Roz more. And I even like Mari as well, too. Okay, so then, t- today then. Today then, who's your favorite? I will have to say Mocha. Hey! <laughs> big up, big up, big up, big up. Man, I really thought I, I really thought I was going to come out with that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kizzy, we love you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Depending on uh, on my drive in to the radio station every day. Yeah. Some days I hit like all red lights and it takes me way longer, right? Before I get to the highway. Really? Yeah. And then when I get off the highway. Yeah, that can add an extra like 15 minutes to your drive if you catch yeah. all red lights. Some yeah. days, like today, I am flying. Green good light for you. city. Good for I'm you. I'm making good time. I'm feeling great. Call that the wave. Right? I'm like, yeah. you know what? And I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. I'm going to hit the drive through I'm going to go get a coffee. Enjoy on my drive into work, right? Feeling good. Wow. I always order. Look small, at you with all the time. Right? Yeah. Always order. Small coffee. Yeah. What drive-thru are you going to? Uh, you don't want to say? Just it's important. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit the drive-thru. Now, I've been to this particular location before. Sure. And sometimes the lady who's working the drive-thru, yeah. she may be nice. Maybe nice. I don't get that side of her. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, she just keeps it straight up business. That is not a job conducive to positivity, though, right? Like the right. the four a.m. drive through window attendant. Right. Like you have to assume when you're doing that job, the worst in everybody who comes through. Yeah. Okay. Very like efficient. Yes. She always says, "Thank you for choosing Tim Hortons. How may I help you?" Okay. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for choosing. Yes. You know yeah. why? I did choose this particular yeah. Tim Hortons. Thank you for choosing Tim Hortons. I say, small coffee. Yeah. Drive up, please. Right? Scan my app, get my points, scan to pay. Jeez, man. You're so techie. Right? And then I always say, <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah. I say, thank you. Have a nice day. Okay. Yeah. No response. Now, you say, have a nice day to the attendant or to the box? Like no, to, to the, the woman? To the woman. Okay. I, I say gotcha. it to her face. Look oh, here. wow. Yeah. In the eye. And say, thank you. I say, thank you very much. Have a good day. Fair enough. And yeah. never get a response. Nothing. Never. That would bother me. Today, routine is the same. Yeah. Welcome to Tim. All right. Thank you for choosing Tim Hortons. How may I help you? Yeah. I can I get a small coffee, please? Drive on up. Get up there. Scan. I notice she poured a medium coffee. Oh. As opposed to excuse a small. Excuse me. And I'm like, man, I'm in green lights. Yeah. I'm getting a medium today. Good for Chances you. are she's going to charge me for the small <laughs> yeah, that I yeah. originally ordered. Good for right? you. She looks at me, yeah. looks at the thing, and she's like, oh, wait, you ordered small, right? <gasps> I was like, no, yeah. No, Typically, in previous drive throughs that I've been through, they've yeah. been like, yeah, no big deal. Just yeah. take it, whatever. I'll yeah. take it for the small, My right? bad. So she takes the coffee back. Yeah. Closes the window. No. Yeah. No. Closes the drive through window. No! And then punches in the computer for yeah. a small, turns around, fixes a small coffee for me, <gasps> and gives it... Back. No. And I see the medium sitting there. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then For I who? and then I say, Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. And then I get nothing. nothing. Who's that coffee for? Exactly. Isn't that coffee gonna go to waste now? Who's that for? Like the, the, whoever's gonna order next. I was Come the only on one now. in the drive-thru. Come on. If you order, if you Come order on. medium fries and they throw a large fry in the bag and realize it at the last second, they don't reach in and take a handful of fries out. Right? No, that like, ain't cool. Come that, on. What's gonna happen to that medium coffee it's, now? It's garbage. Yeah. And it was only a little bit. Like the difference between a small and a medium is negligible. Yeah. Yeah. That's come on. I've never seen that <laughs> right. before. I was having a I've never seen that before. You know what's gonna happen now. I was now shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well now the rest of your day is gonna be awful. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh so last night on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. Amy Schneider's run came to an end. Forty games. Forty? Forty, yeah. Wow. Um 
winning. Is that the most ever? No, 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 no. Oh. Ken Jennings is still the the most ever. He's got seventy four. Like, oh yeah, she's the second most with with forty. Yeah, you gotta but... get you gotta get to seventy four to to get even close to Ken Jennings. If you ain't first, you're last. True that. Um, <laughs> but uh, she did win uh, one point three eight two million dollars in total. Um, but so yeah, puts her second behind Ken Jennings and the fourth highest of uh, all time in cash winnings uh, behind uh, Matt Amodio with one point five, James Holzhauer with two point four six, and then Jennings with two point five zero. And Ken is still hosting, right? Yeah, he was doing the show last night. Do you think right? he like secretly? He was like, yeah, good. No, I don't think I, I, I've got the sense I didn't get it with Ken Jennings, but I've had it when other people do runs where I start to get the sense that maybe they're not putting the top competition against somebody on all night. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but, yeah. but so much of Jeopardy. And if you listen to Why, the, like to continue the streak. Yeah, a li- yeah, I think a little bit. Right. Because Jeopardy. Remember, Jeopardy has gone through hell the last year. Mm-hmm. Right. They had the whole um, Alex Trebek dying and then the, the whole schlamaz with the executive producer taking over and then firing that guy. Like all this stuff. Like it's too. been bad. Like it's yeah. been bad over Jeopardy. They needed this. They needed a uh, Amy Schneider to sort of, you know, get people to remind people why they love Jeopardy. Um, but uh, but so much of Jeopardy, and if you listen to James Holzhauer and um, Ken Jennings, so much of Jeopardy is, yes, your knowledge. You have to be incredibly smart to even win one game in Jeopardy. But buzzer control is such an important part of the show, controlling the buzzer, buzzing in at the right time, because you just can't sit there on Jeopardy and start hitting the buzzer, mm-hmm. right? If you click it, you get locked out for a second. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. So, yeah, and the and you can't click until the question is finished. Okay. Right. So it's so buzzer control is such a huge part of Jeopardy. But um, but here is uh, here is the you want the final Jeopardy clue last yeah, night because yeah, yeah. this is what did in uh, did in Amy uh, Amy Schneider for final Jeopardy today. Countries of the world is the category. Mm. Here's the clue. The only nation in the world whose name in English ends in an H. It's also one of the 10 most populous. Hmm. Any idea? Hey, Maury, were you watching this last night? Of course I was. Yeah. I'm the, a huge fan of it. You didn't get this clue, though. I have it now. Right. Okay. Yeah. We all have it now. Any idea, Mocha? I didn't understand what the question meant, To first of all. Okay. Oh. Uh, you want, any any, maybe, any maybe idea? Play, here, let me play it louder for you. Okay. okay. For yeah. Final Jeopardy today, countries of the world is the category. Mm. Here's the clue. The only nation in the world whose name in English ends in an H, it's also one of the 10 most populous. So there's a lot of people. Yes. And then the end of the word has an H in it. Yes. The end of the country in English ends in an H. So that should tell you something right there about the country. Any idea, Mocha? What is? For all the marbles. You got an idea, Shem? Do you know what it is? I think so. But you don't watch. You don't watch this at all. No. Do you want me to say it? No. Oh uh, no. Shem, give me the smartest one in this room. What does it start with, Shem? Uh, B. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Bahamas. Does oh it wait, no. That Bahamish. Bahama. What is it? What is it? What is Bangladesh? Yes. Okay. Let's go to the answer here. Ron Talzma played well. Found the daily double oh, when he needed on. it. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Did you come up with the right country? What is Bangladesh? It's a tough one, and that is correct. Yes. You will add $12,000, 29600 You now have a narrow $2,000 lead 
over our champion, Amy Schneider. Did she come up with Bangladesh? You looked at this for a long time. No response. You're going to lose oh, no. $8,000. You're going to finish in second place with 19600 Roan Talsma, you are our new Jeopardy champion. <laughs> with a one-day total of $29,600. Congratulations to you. Amy Schneider, congratulations. What a run. Thank you for the two months you spent with us. It was very special. It was remarkable. We'll be seeing you again in the Tournament of Champions. Wow. Uh, afterwards, Amy had said I came very close to winning, uh, but I did feel like maybe like I was slipping. And once it was clear that he was so fast on the buzzer, I knew it was going to be a battle all the way. She adds, uh, it's really been an honor to know uh, that I'm one of the most successful people at the game. I've loved it since I was a kid. And to know that I'm a part of its history now, I just don't know how to process it. Woo. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Of course, brother. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Matt Reeves, director of The Batman, did a uh, interview with Esquire. He says this about The Batman. The Batman is, quote, the best version of the story that we could possibly do to justify having another Batman. And then uh, adding when he was asked about sequels and spinoffs, he said, quote, there's a lot of things that are in the works. He goes on to say, I started thinking, what if some tragedy happened and this guy becomes so reclusive we don't know what he's doing? Is this guy some kind of wayward, reckless drug addict? His drug is his addiction to drive for revenge. He's like Batman, Kurt Cobain. Oh, my God. And he said that uh, the movie is sort of inspired by uh, 70s cinema and the 80s comic books that sort of dealt with Batman and all that wow. stuff. So, so like a really dark, <coughs> darker yeah, darker, darker yeah. Wow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Kate McKinnon versus uh, Laura Ingraham. So Laura Ingraham on Fox News, if you remember way back when, remember there were those two Fox yucksters that were doing that bit back and forth where they were talking about the show You and they oh. kept like you and she's like me i didn't say anything and the guy's like yeah. no you and remember that like where they were that okay that was like two months ago okay so and that it went viral yes so yeah so that's that's laura ingraham so okay. here's what laura ingraham sounds like normally on her show you know today the members of congress from both parties are telling fox that they believe russia is likely to invade ukraine and i do get the sense that the D.C. Beltway, you know, inside the Beltway wow, crowd wow, wow. is desperate for another uh, U.S. military engagement. OK, so Kate McKinnon on SNL in their cold open does Laura Ingram, uh, Ingraham on her show. This was also Kate McKinnon's 800th SNL skit uh -huh. and her 70th time on the show wow. saying live from New York. It's Saturday night. So this is Kate McKinnon doing Laura Ingraham. As soon as I marry your dad, I'm sending you straight to boarding school. <laughs> well, we're finally done with year one of Biden's presidency. And can we all admit it's a disaster? Inflation's out of control. Gas is at $19 a gallon. And the green M&M has been canceled just for being a <laughs> Liberals want to take away everything that makes you American. For example, guns. Hamburgers, Morgan Wallen, 
I don't care if he uses a slur. I just want to dance. <laughs> Your backup guns. Commercial where the whole family's the same thing. <laughs> Using the word mayonnaise. It's aioli all of a sudden? No thanks, Lin-Manuel. <laughs> and finally, missionary. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Kate McKinnon doing Laura Ingram. So, so then last night, Laura Ingram goes on her show to do... Kate McKinnon doing Laura Ingram. The reason I like Kate McKinnon, I have so much respect for her as a talent. She's so even-handed in her political commentary, but seriously, think of all the low-hanging fruit provided by Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, little PDB and the squad on a near-daily basis. I mean, I think this is kind of comedy gold, don't you? Okay. That actually sounds like Kate McKinnon. Right, yes. So if SNL doesn't do Kate McKinnon doing Laura Ingram doing Kate McKinnon doing Laura Ingram (laughs) this week, then somebody has failed. Yeah, big time. Right? They have to do do some sort of uh, response. But anyway, um, I like that. uh, I like that fight. I like that war. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Pat Sajak, right? He's old as hell. Mm Mm-hmm. We know that. He's a national treasure. Everybody loves Pat Sajak. 40 years uh, with Wheel of Fortune. Exactly. So they were doing Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and Tatiana Ali, Haley Joel Osment, and Curtis Stone were all competing for uh, charity, $1 million for charity. And Benedict Cumberbatch's name comes up in one of the clues. And Tatiana Ali was the one who guessed the clue. Pat Sajak has no idea who Benedict Cumberbatch is. But not only that, Pat Sajak is so well-loved that when he starts questioning who Pat Sage, uh, who Benedict Cumberbatch was, listen to Tatiana. She starts questioning who Benedict Cumberbatch is. Listen to this. Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow, that's it. You got it. <laughs> Uh, we we know Eggs Benedict. Explain. <laughs> explain Benedict Cumberbatch for those who. Benedict Cumberbatch is um. Uh-oh. Benedict Cumberbatch is an act an actor. Oh okay, good. Oh no. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. See, eggs I, Benedict, Benedict I put Cumberbatch. the onus yes, on yes, her yes. because I didn't have the. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretended like I was just saying. So tell us, tell us. I of course know it, but you tell us. And that was a little host trick. <laughs> anyway, uh, you had no money, but uh, there's a $5,000 bonus there. So you got money now, 5000 plus the toss-up earlier. You're up to $6,000. And my apologies, Mr. Cumberbatch. Oh, no. He's an amazing actor. But I spent a lot of time in my basement. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, They right? still don't know who he is. He still has no idea who he no, is. No, Dr. Strange. Okay. I know, I know. So following the episode... Sherlock Holmes. Wheel of Fortune's Twitter account uh, tweeted out, our apologies, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, so but did you see like how you can make somebody second guess something they know to be fact so easily? Uh-huh. Right? Like, like she seconds, knows who Benedict Cumberbatch is. Within seconds, though, she questioned. Eggs, Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow, that's it. You got it. <laughs> Uh, we we know Eggs Benedict. Explain. <laughs> explain Benedict Cumberbatch for those who. Benedict Cumberbatch is um, Benedict Cumberbatch is an act an actor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like she's even questioning herself at that point. It's so wild how easy that is for people. Doctor Strange. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, Taylor Swift hitting back at uh, Gorillas and Blur frontman David Albarn, who was doing an interview with the L.A. Times. And the interviewer for the Times referred to Taylor Swift as an excellent songwriter, to which he replied, she doesn't write her own songs. And then the interviewer sort of attempted to correct and explain, saying, of course she does, co-write some of them. And then he said, that doesn't count. I know what co-writing is. Co-writing is very different to writing. He goes on to say, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. Doesn't mean the outcome can't be really great. And some of the greatest singers, I mean, Ella Fitzgerald never wrote a song in her life. When I sing, I have to close my eyes and just be there, I suppose. I'm a traditionalist in that sense. So then Taylor Swift um, goes on social media and says, uh, Damon Albarn, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really effed up to try to discredit my writing. Wow. P.S. I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. And then he responded to that saying, I totally agree with you. I had a conversation about songwriting and sadly it was reduced to clickbait. I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally, the last thing I would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand. Damn. Right? Like, but and then the LA and then the LA Times, because they started getting killed for context, and they printed the entire exchange, like word for word. And mm. it's just exactly Oh, it's exactly how it was? Yeah, but maybe huh. you get in your own head and you say stuff, or I don't know. But because he went, it's not like he's hating on all sort of like, you know, pop music right now, because he went on to say how great Billie Eilish and her partnership with her brother was and how oh, yeah, they co-write everything yeah, and how their songs are great like it's not like he was just trashing all sort of like you know people that came after him or pop music in general because he said he was a huge fan of uh billy eilish um but i i you know i don't know maybe i guess because taylor swift just always feels like and rightfully so like she's always got a target on her back well and so but, she gets she gets defensive right sure but i and but i also think that if you're a songwriter like i think that if you look at taylor's credits like i i don't I don't know how many of her songs, and I'm not saying this because I have not done the research, but I don't know how many of her songs where she's listed as the sole writer of something, mm-hmm. right? So maybe he has seen that where he's like, you know, it's a farm that does all this stuff. Maybe sure. maybe that's all he knows. I don't know what the deal is. But anyway, he stepped in it bad because Damn. you just can't say that. Like the, the, Swifties, fans, the Swifties yeah. come after you hard, right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Peter Dinklage uh, on the Mark Maron podcast talking about the remake that is planned for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and how out of the gate uh, they were labeled as being like champions of progressiveness for casting Rachel Ziegler, a Latina actress, in the role of Snow White. So this was a huge, wonderful story. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Peter Dinklage's take on it is a little bit different. Listen to this. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on, I gotta say, from somebody who's a little bit unique. You know, it's really progressive to cast a a Latino actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White. Still Snow White, yeah. Seven Dwarfs. Sure. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. Makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, and then, but you're still making that backward story of seven dwarves living in a cave to get what we you know have i done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox i guess i'm not loud enough 
But it was they were so proud of that. And all love and respect to the to the actress and to <sighs> the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, you don't. What are you doing? So right? is he mad that they're making? They're still making the movie, but they're. Like it's dwarves, like well, because yeah, dwarves? yeah, because yeah. they're, they're like he's he's you know what they're saying is that you know we've we've cast a Latina actress as Snow White. This is so groundbreaking. This is so progressive. And everybody's like, yeah, and then they're gonna still portray you know seven dwarves that all live in a cave together. Like that's sure. still their you know portrayal of dwarves, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's his whole thing. Um, yeah. Is that you know it's a, it's been an awful story you know from the from the start. Uh, um, real quick too. Yes. How awesome is his voice? Oh, yeah, Peter Dinklage is like, he's just incredible. Like, the, the, the beginning yeah. of this. There's yeah. a lot of hypocrisy going on, I got to say, from somebody who's a little bit unique. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I love his voice. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is, uh, he's all right, man. I like that guy a lot. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, oh, huge, uh, like, controversy surrounding the Super Bowl halftime show. Why? So we all know Snoop, Mary J, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Super Bowl halftime show February 13th. Yes. Uh, but the story goes like this uh, from the L.A. Times. What viewers won't see are the 72 hours hundreds of performers will spend over nine days in unpaid rehearsals lasting as long as nine hours a stretch and how they were asked to provide their own transportation to it and adhere to strict confidentiality protocol. So they're talking about the dancers they're talking mm. about all the performers that are not snoop mary J, dr dre eminem and kendrick because um, i guess casting notices went out for all to f- people to fill that sort of you yeah, know, yeah to fill the the stadium and it was unpaid work and one Wait, of but rehearsals for nine hours so you have to rehearse right and the, yeah, so, no, no, it's, I know, so, so they like, were looking on for, your own time they were looking for 72 hours of unpaid work for so volunteers people to, to, so basically volunteers right wow. and so what winds up happen happening is that um uh Taja riley who has been a paid dancer at two previous Super Bowl halftime shows, mm. posted on Instagram that halftime show choreographer Fatina Robinson, who is a black, who's black, who's a black woman, um, she said this, highlighting predominantly African-American movers during Black History Month, Robinson is a powerful symbol in the industry. And then Robinson on Instagram then blocked her. Oh, wow. um, she did say this, though, we're not asking dancers to work as dancers for free. Uh, what we asked is, would anyone like to volunteer as field cast. So what they're saying is that there's a difference between the people who are the paid dancers, okay? Oh, okay, sorry. So there are dancers who so, are getting paid. So but there but the, but the distinction in the casting notices was not made apparently. So they're saying the actual dancers that are paid. What they're talking about are the hundreds of people that come out mm-hmm. and sort of fill that arena. And so Rock Nation, the executive producers of the halftime show said, the professional dancers are completely separate from the volunteer-based non-choreographed field cast. The only qualification for getting brought in as a volunteer is that you have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Oh my god. Okay. And yeah, then, that's kind of insulting. And, and, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Riley, who is the dancer who's done two, two Super Bowl halftime shows, said 400 predominantly unpaid black workers during Black History Month with black creators and black artists, this is unacceptable. Whether it's one one volunteer or 400, 
every single person working the most profitable event of the year should be paid. Wow. So that's the fight that's happening right now because it has always been known that the artists mm-hmm. don't get paid because people assume, oh my God, you probably get $10 million to the Super Bowl halftime show. The artists don't get paid, right? Because it's just, it's a huge it's a thing, thing it's for a, them. Super Bowl, it's publicity. Right. Your streaming numbers go up that night, the next day. And then you start looking down. Okay, so if they're not getting paid, then where does the pay start? Yeah. Right? And now what you're finding is that they want to try and get away with not paying for a whole lot yeah. of that Super Bowl halftime show. Like hundreds like of people. hundreds wow. of people. That's yeah. crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Billie Eilish has canceled her two shows uh, in Montreal and Toronto. She wrote, guys, my two shows in Toronto, my, sorry, my two Montreal and Toronto shows on Feb 15th and 16th need to be postponed due to local guidelines there to keep everyone safe. We'll share details on the rescheduled dates soon and all tickets will be honored for the new dates. I love you guys. and can't wait to see you again. So the way that it would work is the Scotiabank Arena um, in Toronto at that point would have a max capacity of I think 500 people right mm-hmm. so you just can't do a show like that uh, and uh, the American Airlines Center in Dallas Texas sent out uh, word to fans about the Elton John show uh, saying it was with uh, great regret that the farewell farewell Yellow Brick Road tour dates in Dallas set for uh, Tuesday uh, today and tomorrow be postponed because Elton recently tested positive for COVID-19 no they say fortunately Elton is fully vaccinated and boosted and is experiencing only mild symptoms uh, fans should hold on to their tickets and they will be honored at the rescheduled dates. So Ooh, yeah, protect Sir Elton. Right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Disney has responded to Peter Dinklage's uh, comments on their sort of new version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Peter was on with uh, Mark Marin on the WTF um, podcast the other day. And this is uh, what Peter Dinklage had to say. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on, I gotta say, from somebody who's a little bit unique. You know, it's really progressive to cast a, a Latino actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow still White. Still Snow White, and yeah. Seven Dwarfs. Sure. So take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, and then, but you're still making that backward story of <laughs> Seven Dwarfs living in a cave to get what we, you know. Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough, but it was they were so proud of that and all love and respect to the to the actress and to the people who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, Dude, you don't. what are you doing? So Disney uh, responded to Peter Dinklage's uh, comments and they wrote this to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film. We are taking a different approach with these seven characters mm. And have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period. So the movie's still years from being away. Uh, They will have cultural consultants on set, just like uh, the live-action remakes of Aladdin and Mulan. And the film has been in development for like three years. So no idea how they're going to sort of reimagine the dwarf characters. uh, But they say they're going to somehow fix that problem. Uh, Somebody caught up with uh, Brad Williams, who is a comic who is also born with uh, dwarfism, to get his take on 
Peter's comments on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Also, what Disney could possibly do to make it right. I saw Peter Dinklage trending on Twitter and I got worried for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, am I going to move up to like the number three dwarf in Hollywood? <laughs> for those oh. hoping that I'm going to go against him and uh, there's going to be a dwarf feud. Uh, no, I'm not. Because uh, yeah. it is. And, and, and they're touting the progressiveness. They're touting that they have a Latinx Snow White, which is great, but we're still doing we're still doing the dwarf thing. Yeah, but I I, I, I think there's ways to fix it. I, I think there's ways to, you you can still do a progressive Snow White and not offend the dwarves. Like make Snow White end up with one of the dwarves. How about that? <laughs> I mean, she goes for a prince who made out with her while she was legally dead. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> creepy, right? She should go for one of the dwarves. I mean, they have jobs. You know, they're, they got they got good friends. They got a house. They like to protect her. Uh, and if you're like, well, how are they going to provide for? Uh, they're diamond miners, so they're rich. Come on. <laughs> how, how, how about you end up with the dwarves? Then you have a progressive Snow White, and everybody's happy. Uh, Yo, what's this guy's name? He's funny. Uh, Brad Williams. Yeah, he's real funny. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Shem, uh, do you have two seconds? Come on the news. Uh, did you watch This Is Us last night? <sighs> No, I, I have did not. not. Uh oh, spoiler alert. Okay, Here we go. Hold on, Here we hold go. on, hold on. Maury, did you watch? Absolutely. Did you I bawled my you eyes did. out. So why okay. without spoiler alert, with, spoiler alert, spoiler yeah, alert. So without spoiling it, what was the who made you cry? Uh the dad. The dad. Oh. Milo's character. Okay. And was this like just like trickle tears or like? Oh no, it was. You know when you cry, but you're holding it, and it hurts the inside of your throat. Cry. Oh wow. What? Yeah. Wow. No, That's when I like, cried, just like, let it out, man. No, this was like be one with the emotion. This was like bad cry. Really? Huh? Did yeah. you watch alone? No, no, I watched with Matthew, but we never look at each other when we cry. Was Matthew crying too, or was Absolutely. he judging you? No, no, he was oh. laughing at me, but crying too. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing at you? What a beautiful relationship you guys have. <laughs> but also have. crying? So, Sham, did you not watch last night because you didn't want to cry, or well, you just too uh, busy? I, I, you know, busy. I got yeah. life. Okay. You know? I don't. Oh. I don't. Um, but no, I just you don't. I you don't watch. have to narc on yourself like that, man. Like nobody was going to call you out. You're not, you know what I mean? Like no, you're fine. You don't have to self snitch, <laughs> right? So when are you going to when are you going to watch and do you, and are you are you prepared for the tears? So admittedly, I'm I'm a few episodes behind. Okay, uh, but I'll probably catch up this weekend. For yeah. Sure. Uh, is this the last season it of is. the it show? Is. It, it is. is. Yeah, and yeah, Roz, yeah, you yeah, gave yeah. up on the show after what season? I, after, season I, I watched two? season two, but I I really I stopped loving after season one and mm. i know why you did i think that this season you could rejoin yeah yeah why yeah. did they did they kill the dad again because Come that on, was man. the only reason why i was interested Spoiler in the show alert. Oh, season one on, the that's dad season dies? one he's the dead the whole show yeah but he's still in every episode right but it was a murder mystery to me because the only thing you didn't know in season one was how the dad died you knew people oh. felt guilt you knew people were still broken over it but you didn't know how and so they set up season one it was almost like a murder mystery and i love yeah. murder mysteries and then as soon as they revealed the how and why these people all these years later felt the way that they did and the guilt that they carried to me the story was finished Right? Like, that was no, the, story the story to me. Just started. Was no, he shot? But, he but was to, killed, I bet. No, 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 no not at all. But it was a similar thing, like, where the company that, that involved in his death had to release a statement. It was like the Peloton thing. Yeah, yeah. But to, oh, to me... Yeah, he died at work. Yeah, don't know. We talked about it on the show. The crock pot, the crock, yeah. crock pot killed him. 
What? Remember, you know the crock pot. You it know crock pots thing. like what our mothers used to use to cook yeah. a dinner with. It was an electrical cord on a crock pot in the eighties or whatever him? it was. Yeah, it caught fire. I don't know. Oh, Who knows? Out. Yeah, but to oh, me, I watched that as a movie, right? Like uh. to me, it was a sort of murder mystery, family based emotional drama. And then when it was done, when it was revealed, I was good, and I, I just didn't need to go back anymore. I got all the closure I needed mm. from those characters no because way. then I was left so with just characters I didn't really like. Or three more. Was no, but now it's all about. Now it's all about the dad's brother. It's all See, about. I'm not interested in that. No, but it's real. I'm I telling you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling just, you, like I rice would, cooker next. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the rice cooker. The yeah. rice cooker. No, it was one of it. those one of those old popcorn makers that our mothers <laughs> used to have in the, in the kitchen in the eighties. Like you remember, like we had one <laughs> full, we had one whole cupboard that held nothing but the popcorn popper that we would bring out <laughs> twice a year, right? And just like everything else in the eighties, it was brown. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, John Krasinski's directing a new movie, and it's sort of like a mini, as far as the casting goes anyway, uh, Office Reunion, which is, uh, this oh, will be, yeah? so the movie is called If. Uh, it's an original story uh, from John Krasinski about a child's journey to rediscover their imagination. Uh, it will star. I'm working at a paper factory? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it will star, I believe, John Krasinski. I know you might be directing it, but he's also, I think, in it. Uh, John Krasinski, Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And check out and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who everybody loves. Nice. And Ryan Reynolds. What? Yeah. It's a great cast. That's amazing. Yeah. Krasinski, Steve Carell, Ryan Reynolds, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Ryan Reynolds is going to play Dwight? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Listen, I cannot stress this enough. The movie's called If, okay? Uh It's not called Office, Like If We Worked at the Office? No, it's not. If We All Worked Together? It is not that. No. Okay? So, again, this is not an Office remake, Mocha. I could see Ryan Reynolds in a mustard... Mustard dress shirt. Right. You don't think that Ryan would be Ryan? Or you think Ryan would oh, be Ryan? Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because Ryan might always flirt with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that would make <laughs> <sense>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Ryan Reynolds would be Ryan, or or you know what? I actually think that Ryan Reynolds would be a really good Toby. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that I think Jack Black would be a great Dwight. Yeah. Right. I think oh, Jack Black cast. could be anything. I think Jack Black could do whatever he wants. But uh, but yeah. So the movie's called If. It is not. It has nothing to do with The Office. It's just so other happens than that. Other than it will be reuniting uh, uh, John Krasinski, Steve Carell, as well as uh, Ryan Reynolds and Phoebe Waller Bridge. Looking very very forward to that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kanye West doing another interview, this time with a podcast called Hollywood Unlocked, where in this clip, you're going to hear Kanye talking about two things. One, uh, what it was like when he was in the audience at SNL when Kim Kardashian kissed Pete Davidson during the show. Oh. And then the, the other half is Kanye talking about how there was a second tape with Kim and Ray J., and that Kanye was the one that actually got the computer from Ray J and delivered it back to Kim Kardashian. Listen to this. And people intentionally do things to be mean and hurt you. You know what I'm saying? And to be playing games and then culturally it's okay. You know, how are you going to bring me to SNL and kiss the dude you dating right in front of me? And everybody's like, oh, that's, that's cool. After I went, and went and got the laptop from Ray J myself that night, right? And then got on a red eye. I met this man at the airport, then got on a red eye, came back, delivered it to her at 8 a.m. in the morning. And then 
I gave it to her and she cried when she saw it. You know why she cried when she seen that laptop? Because it represents how much she's been used. Mm-hmm. It represents how much people didn't love her and they just saw her as a commodity. People or her, or her family? Ooh. I'm just saying that in general because mm. I would rather make that general statement because I'm not here to be mean and be overly specific about that. So uh, Kim's rep has, however, denied that a second tape with Kim and Ray J exists, telling E! News in a statement. After review, there was nothing sexual unseen, only footage on the plane on the way to Mexico and footage at the club and a restaurant on that same trip. Uh, They then added Kim remains firm in her belief that there is no new second tape that exists. After 20 years, she truly wishes to move on from this chapter with her focus instead on the positive things she can continues to do as a mother entrepreneur and advocate for the justice reform. So also Pete Davidson, also Pete Davidson. God, that's how they go. And I think Connie was also talking about how Kim won't let him over to the house. And because of security, when he's dropping off the kids and, and then Kim's like, listen, I just want to set boundaries. Like this is what people who are going through divorce do. Like mm-hmm. we have to go through these proper things. So, uh, you bought it, a place like right across the street. Yeah. Which I like, I am, I'm still not, I don't hate Kanye for doing that Oh, because no, I, and not. I know a lot of people did. A lot of people found it real Why weird though? and invasive and over a boundary and over a line, but that's but where his children it, live. Right. right. When you look at it from the point of a father just wanting to be closer to where his kids 100%, are. 100%. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Also but, binoculars. Right? <laughs> just just saying. Telescope. Telescope. <laughs> wow. I see you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, so this... Uh, Peter Dinklage, Disney story with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs... Um, We're hearing from a lot of, or a few, I should say, um, other actors with dwarfism who uh, we heard from somebody yesterday who was on the side of Peter Dinklage. And then today there's another actor named uh, Dylan Postel, who's also a WWE star. You know who that guy is? Billy Postel? No, uh, Dylan Postel. He went by the name um, Hornswoggle. Oh, why don't you just say okay, that? Sorry. So, yeah, Shem, Shem's shaking his head. Okay. It's like, yes. Okay. So, so Hornswoggle. So let's remind you now. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Disney's been remaking this now for a while. It's not set for release for a real long time. But um, uh, Peter Dinklage uh, had some strong feelings about the sort of progressiveness and, you know, patting each other on the back by casting a Latina lead as Snow White, but then still continuing on with the story of the Seven Dwarves. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on, I gotta say, from somebody who's a little bit unique. You know, it's really progressive to cast a a Latino actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White White. and Seven Dwarves. Sure. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. Makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, and then, but you're still making that backward story of seven dwarves living in a cave to get what we you know have i done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox i guess i'm not loud enough but it was they were so proud of that and all love and respect to the to the actress and to the people who thought they were doing the right thing but i'm just like you don't 
what are you doing? So, so, it's Dis- saying. so Disney then said to avoid reinforcing stereotypes in the original animated film, we are taking a different approach with these seven characters. They didn't say dwarves hmm. uh, and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. Uh, they go on to say the film has been in development for years, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So Dylan Postel now uh, has come out and sorry, sorry, Hornswoggle yes, thank has, you. has come out with uh, his thoughts on what uh, Peter Dinklage is uh, saying. Here's my issue. It's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's not Snow White and the seven normal-sized humans like every other movie. This is this is a, a fairy tale, a remake of a fairy tale, and this is also giving seven dwarves, people, real-life people, actors, a chance to star in a movie in a role that is fit for them, literally fit for them. I can't, uh, when The Greatest Showman came out, I couldn't be the uh, the the main lead. I couldn't be P.T. Barnum. I could have been one of the side acts because that role was made for me. And the issue at hand is by saying this, he's doing something worse for the dwarf and the little people community. He's take he's trying to take roles away. It really blows my mind. Uh, the whole woke thing. You're you're going too far. Hmm. Wow. Interesting, huh? Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, would you be interested in a Madonna Britney Spears stadium tour? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Madonna's yeah. into it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. But uh, I Maureen, mean, the Britney part, not the Madonna part. Yeah. Oh, my God. This would be the biggest tour. So you, you'd obviously be into this. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, who's she talking to in this clip? So she was on uh, Instagram Live and inviting fans to ask questions. But who asked her the questions? Is that her son? No, it was or a, a boyfriend. It was a fan that asked the question. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, here is uh, Madonna talking to a fan about this possibility. Asking, like everyone's asking, if you will ever do do a tour again, like a world tour. Hell yeah. Got to. Stadium, baby. Me and Brittany. What about that? It'll be great. Yeah, I'm not sure she'd be into it, but it'd be really cool. And we could like reenact the, the original... Yeah. So that's what she said. She's like, she would like to do a stadium tour. And then she said, maybe we could reenact that kiss, which was from but the MTV if Awards. If you reenact right? the kiss, then it's state. Like when they did it originally, it was like impromptu and awesome. Now everyone would no, expect it. You think that was impromptu? That was, state. that was planned, man. I don't know. Because she, don't forget, it was also, was it Christine Aguilera on the other side? Yeah, right? but they cut away though. Because uh-huh. when Britney kissed, uh, when Madonna kissed Britney, they cut to Justin um, Justin Timberlake yeah. in the audience, and the t- and on television you miss the Christina Aguilera kiss. Completely forgot about because that. they yeah. were because they cut to Justin Timberlake for his yeah. reaction, right? So Christina Aguilera is not even in that conversation no, anymore, right? It's it's forgot. only the Madonna Britney kiss. Even Madonna says we can re- recreate that moment yeah. with no mention of Christina Aguilera. Poor <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Right? Uh, but the last time Britney did a show was Britney uh, live in concert on that tour, which was 2018. I was there. Uh, were you really? Yeah. Where was that? It came to I believe it was the Air Canada Center in Toronto. Really? Huh. I didn't even know. I thought it's been much longer since Britney mm. had toured somewhere. Like, I thought it was much longer. So it was that and then Vegas. 
Yes. Well, no, but she you, didn't no, do anything after Vegas. She right? well, she, she did. Mm, no, I think Vegas was before this. To be honest with you. Hmm. But then, but then she. Do you remember that time when they brought Britney out? Like they had this huge thing in Vegas when they were re-upping her residency, where they had like thousands of people there, and then they were about to do this big show and interview her, and then Britney came out and she got out of like a car and walked down this giant catwalk, and there were screaming fans, and then she just like kept on walking. She didn't like she was. She, they, everyone thought she was going. They handed her the microphone. Yeah, and she just like kept on. She just kept on walking. Are you gonna go check into my room? Like no, she was just done. Like oh. it was. It was a big show to announce Britney. Like her face oh, was on a giant poster, gotcha. and they were like Britney Spears, and then she came walking out, and they handed her a microphone. And she just kept on walking. And she's like, "Later, yeah, later, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I got to go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aziz and Sari dropped a uh, stand-up special on Netflix last night with no warning and no uh, fanfare and nothing. I follow everything Netflix does. Twitter. I subscribe right. to their YouTube channel. Like, I yeah. watch all the trailers that they drop. Yeah. I did not see a single trailer. And I'm a huge Aziz fan. It popped up just on the top banner last night. And I was just sitting there. And it, and it popped up. And we clicked on it. It's uh, it's 30 minutes. A little bit That's less. It? Yeah. A really? little bit less. It's uh, He shot it at the Comedy Cellar in New York. Uh, and he was just like a surprise guest where you see they filmed the beginning when the the mc's on the stage and he's mm-hmm. like hey one of the great things about coming to the cellar is that uh you never know what you're gonna get please welcome aziz and sorry and then he just walks up to the stage and sits on a stool and does a half hour just like a quick set you know one time i went to new york and jen and i went to the comedy cellar yeah and sitting in the back of the room was chris rock and apparently chris rock is there all the time yeah the showing that we went to louis ck comes up and says hey everyone I have some jokes that I'm testing out for a new show. Are you cool if I run through some of them? Yeah. And he pulls out a little black book, and he's, like, going through the pages. Did he pull anything else out? Uh. No. No. (laughs) Okay. Definitely not. And then, like, 30 minutes later, Pete Davidson pops up on stage. Really, yeah? Yeah, it's crazy. And then we find out when we left that the showing before the one that we were at Aziz Ansari did like a full 30 minute set. It's it's a great special. He's so low key now though, um, Aziz Ansari. And he's a, he's a whole new person, right? Mm-hmm. He's a whole new comic. His, the way he tells jokes is different. Everything about him is just a little bit uh, a little bit different. And I don't mind it. I quite like this Aziz Ansari. Uh, so uh, here is a, a little bit talking about a lot of this. A lot of his act is about COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice to be back in New York. You know, I don't live here no more. I live in London, and, um, yeah. Oh, wow. I like it there, but uh, it's nice to be back in New York, and you know, always a lot of love for me here. Sometimes too much love, you know. The, the other day I went to a restaurant, and, and there was a line. Everybody was checking their COVID passes and stuff, and then I walked up, and the guy was like, Oh, Aziz, you're all good, bro. Just come on in. And I was like, No, 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 no. <laughs> Please check my pass. Uh... <laughs> I'm not out here trying to have dinner with Kyrie Irving and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I got an extra 10 seconds, please. We're all pretty close, man. You guys had to show your COVID pass, right? Yeah. Or your easily obtainable fake COVID pass. <laughs> Who designed these things, man? Can we get the squad that did the McDonald's Monopoly pieces? Those have so much more security. There's like holograms and shit. <laughs> you go into a McDonald's, they're like, this isn't Pennsylvania Avenue. Get the shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so play, let's play more of it. Play clip number two for oh, me. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People go in on the folks that don't want the vaccine, though, right? Who's that guy? Football player? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. What do you think about that guy? <laughs> him. <laughs> People hate that guy, though. He's a idiot. It's like, all right, calm down. 
He's a football player. He read some articles. He got skeptical. He did some research. Are you stunned he came to the wrong conclusion? <laughs> did you really think he was going to crack the case? <laughs> did you think Fauci was going to be out there like, oh, I just got off the phone with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> this poor guy. It's like we're all in high school and we're making fun of the quarterback for doing bad on the science test. <laughs> You're a dummy, Aaron. You're a dummy. You don't know anything, do you? You're a dum-dum. Uh, this guy makes a living getting hit in the head. Can we cut him a break? Okay, so uh, that is uh, the brand new wow. uh, Aziz Ansari special. And it's really good. Like, if you're a fan of Aziz Ansari, because there's, uh, he talks about as well um, his first time at the Comedy Cellar, because I think he was like 20 years old when he was started doing shows at the Comedy Cellar. And there's old footage of Aziz oh, when, wow. he's like, when he's real young and stuff. Yeah, so it's uh, there was no announcement. It just showed up on Netflix. It's super quick, 29 minutes, 30 seconds. And if you're a, an Aziz fan, you will love it. Nice. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. We got some great questions this week. Uh, hello, Mel. We welcome you to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, guys. How are you? Doing great. What's your question for the room? My question is, since Maury complains about his neighbors having relations, has he and Matthew gotten the same complaints from his neighbors? Oh, has anybody... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the only complaint we ever had uh, against us was when we left our dog Andy alone for like ten minutes to go do something. Yeah, and then they because he was barking and crying because we left. That's the only time security ever came up. Right, but nobody has ever said, "Hey, you guys are too loud last night in the bedroom." No, 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 that's not happened. It's shocking. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's shocking. Uh huh. Yeah. But it's 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 like it. But it's a sound like they're like God, they're so loud in that bedroom. Those two like. It's just, it sounds like somebody's crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never had that. What were you saying? Right before uh, we yeah. took Mel's call, you were talking about something that happened, happened? here in your condo. Was it on your floor? Somebody got into no, a fight? the people upstairs from us mm-hmm. yeah. at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, they were having a, like a screaming match and what sounded like an actual fist fight. Oh, because wow. somebody swore, like, we heard, like, an F you, and then a thud, and then a door slam, and, like, then this girl was, like, screaming, and then these two guys were yelling. Matthew and I were, like, in the middle of the bed, like, shaking. We were so scared. <laughs> scared of what? Shaking. Like, what if they were going to come down and, I don't know, what if something were to happen? Like, they came into our unit and involved like they us were, somehow. they were obviously arguing over which one of them gets to kill you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and it got a little heated. They're like, what if, oh, my God, what if something. I get to do it. No, I get to do Wait, it. Wait, so you think that they were going to leave that unit, right? Go to the elevator, wait for the elevator to go downstairs one floor, or go and hit the stairwell and go down one floor just to break into your condo unit. Or to climb you down up? the balcony or something. So we were like in the middle of the bed like, oh my god, don't say anything that can hear us. Don't say anything. Wow. But do you know, is that, that's an Airbnb up there, right? Yeah, it's a short-term rental. Okay, so did you guys end up snitching like like you always do? Did you call down to security? We called security, um, but he can't. And then we called back saying, "Did did you find out anything?" And he we, he's not allowed to tell us anything. Oh. What's so my was, plan? What, what time was this at? Three. We called them at three thirty, but it was happening for like an hour. Like three thirty a.m. Yes. Oh wow. And what yes. did you hear? Well, that's what I said. Like a, somebody screamed "f you," and then a thud on the ground, and then screaming, and this girl was like. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Only yeah. murders in the building. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a, that's a mystery right there. Yeah, there so go. I checked on, I texted Matthew to see if he's still okay. <laughs> oh what did he God. say? He hasn't written back. Oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you should have said was, I don't know if Matthew's okay. Not, I texted Matthew to see if he's okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's okay. Right, okay. <laughs> Okay. Spoiler alert, he's fine. <laughs> hey, Mel, thanks so much for your question. Well, I do have another question, oh, if I may. Yeah, yeah sure. of course. Go for it. Was Roz in the doghouse this past weekend? Why Why? Why would I do? Yeah, <laughs> from the Tiffany Haddish uh, interview. <laughs> uh, uh, the flirty interview with Tiffany Haddish? No, oh, I, was, yeah. I was not in the doghouse this weekend. Uh, it was, uh, we had a good laugh about it. But um, did you use it to your advantage? Like, well, Tiffany wouldn't have done it that way. Um, no. Tiffany wouldn't have cooked dinner like that. Jesus, Maury. Oh, no. Uh, no, like, are you asking me if I, like, like if I... Like, threw like, it in Catherine's threw face? Threw it in Catherine's face that yes. Tiffany Haddish was flirting with me? Yes. No! Well, what fun is that? Oh, God. See, wow. the, geez. this is how those fights happen. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, no, um, you know, Catherine has a fantastic sense of humor and uh, understood everything. I was actually the one who was very appreciative because I thought that when we brought her on the show, she was really good. Yeah. There you go, Mel. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. You Have a good it. day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Zofia says here, uh, I know a few podcast episodes ago, Shem said he still has his six-foot teddy bear named Jerome. (laughs) My question is, where does Jerome live? In the bedroom? In the closet? That is a large bear to hide. So can, can I assume that it's like the bear is as tall as Roz? Um, or as tall as me. I'm, I'm yeah, tall, or too. Or as tall as Shem? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, just about as tall as me. Um, no, definitely in storage. I don't oh, know the bedroom. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, because on the left. What are you keeping it in storage for? Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it has meaning to me, man. It's like my only friend growing up. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. And, and there's tons of pictures with me and Jerome. Jerome and I, uh, and um, yeah, so, I, I just keep it as so, a sentimental so, value. So, what's the long-term plan for Jerome? Um, well, Jerome's gonna go with me wherever I go. Yeah, what but in storage, like though. Woman, in right? storage, yeah, yeah, in storage. Nothing wrong with that. Listen, I'm a single guy right now. Okay, yeah. Jerome is loyal. <laughs> but uh, but don't you feel that like you're like you? It's not really like. Jerome doesn't really mean that much to you because, like, he, he's in storage, which is, which is, you know, you realize that he should be in a landfill. You just don't, like, have Whoa, the guts to do it, a right? A landfill? Why did, what did he do to deserve to be in a landfill? Well, what did he do to be in, in storage? Well, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 35-year-old growing-ass man. I can't have a six-foot teddy bear in okay, my room. Okay, now you've said bed. it. Now you've said <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. Now, you, now you've said it. <laughs> Uh, Christine. But if you brought Jerome like upstairs and like if you brought a date over, would you have to turn Jerome around to face the wall? Oh no! So Jerome couldn't see. You. <laughs> is Jerome in storage? <laughs> is Jerome just Jerome, or is Jerome like is he in a garbage bag? Well, yeah, in a bag because otherwise he get dusty. Okay. Oh, so he's in a bag too, right? <laughs> I don't want him to get dusty. Right. So you have a you have a six foot human shaped thing <laughs> in a black bag in a storage locker, and you think that's love? He was there for me. Uh, okay, uh, Christine says here Who is grumpier, Damn it, Matthew or Roz? Damn it, Matthew. Follow up Who is Maury more scared of? Damn it, Matthew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. why, is, why is Matthew so grumpy all the time? I don't know. I guess because he lives with me. Oh. <laughs> You're the cause of his grumpiness? Yeah, but boy, he can be scary sometimes. What yeah. was the last time he was real scary with you? 
Oh, this weekend. What do you say? Oh, what when, happened? No, when I didn't put. So the thing is, like, I truly believe that if you have a bowl with little bits of food that you didn't get to on the counter, you can get to it later. Like, it's not a big deal if you're in the middle of watching a show. But for him, you have to scrape it into the garbage can, rinse it, and put it in the dishwasher immediately. Mm. Whereas I've always been raised that it's okay for it to sit on the counter for an hour or whatever. It's fine. But when you say this is how I was raised, right? (laughs) I think that 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 needs needs context. See, this is why you and I could never live together. (laughs) That's not the only reason, Maury. Yeah, Maury, if you you think it's one bowl. You would want context. I know. If you think think it's one bowl on the counter is the reason that you and I couldn't live together. (laughs) Like, you are mistaken. Uh, Nicole says here, what do you guys do when you're finished work? Do you have a routine? Yes, I do. I finish the show. I, I well, I have two different routines. One, um, I, I'll either finish the show here and then go straight to the television station to do ET Canada. That's routine number one, and then I do that. I leave there about five thirty every night. Uh, routine number two is I leave the radio station here and go directly to the grocery store to buy whatever I'm going to make for dinner that day. Jim and Maury. Um, so I before Christmas, my routine would be to get a candy bar, eat it in the car on the way home, get home and make lunch, and then set up the computer and do a bit of work before a nap. Now I just go right home and have peanut butter and celery and then set up the computer and get to work. You posted a picture of, what, what was that, peanut butter and celery the other day? Yeah. Were you, what did you say in that picture? What was the caption? Oh, it was like perfect, perfect morning snack. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I looked, uh, at that, I looked at that picture, right, and I don't know whether it was your crap camera or your, your skills. Like, you are the worst photographer I've I ever seen in my life. I have a new iPhone. Okay, and let me tell you something. I looked at that when you said greatest morning snack. It looked like bone marrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, those, they didn't look like celery. Like, it looked like marrow. <laughs> Like it Hold looked on. like you had sliced bone and you know, sometimes when you go to restaurants and people, you know, you would never <laughs> like soup bone. No, like marrow. You can order that in restaurants yeah, where yeah, they, yeah. where they bring you half a bone and the marrow is inside and it's and cooked. You, suck it out? you scoop it out with yeah, like a little, little fork, spoon. little oh, spoon. Fork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. Look at Maury's post. Tell me that uh, doesn't look like marrow. I, I like I gagged a little when I saw that. Where was it on uh, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Morning still posts everything on Twitter. Um. Oh my god. Oh yeah. That right. Big, big time. That looks like bone marrow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like, Ew, so, so gross. It's so, so awful. Ew. And then Maury posted the other day too. What did you post the other day, Maury? That I that I saw. Something about the perfect the perfect Saturday morning, right? Oh, Saturday morning vibes? Saturday morning vibes. And what was the picture? What was it a picture like of? Coffee in front of some books and flowers. Right. And Maury writes Saturday morning vibes. Yeah. Look at the look at the time you posted that. <laughs> um 1247 p.m. PM. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Almost one o'clock in the afternoon. More Saturday morning vibes. <laughs> um, okay, here uh, Rayman says. Oh, actually, Shem, you didn't answer the question. What's uh, do you have a routine after work after the show? Oh no, I mean because I'm management, I've got right. several meetings after the show, so I'm pretty much here until about two o'clock in the afternoon or so. Uh, then I go home and I t- and I try to take a nap, but I don't sleep as everybody in the 
But maybe you have a routine after the show before a meeting or something. Like, do you always get a, the you know, the favorite snack? Or even no. even do you try and like go p- like pee at a certain time? You know what I mean? Like no, man. sometimes I do that. Like sometimes when we finish the show, like usually around like eight. Like I always drink the same stuff all morning long. Mm-hmm. And there's always, and I don't remember what time it is. There's always one point in the show where I get to because we've gone on just like a run of being on the radio a lot, and I really have to pee real bad. Yeah. And I know that after we finish that last time when we're talking, I get to go pee, and it's really consistent almost every day. That's right? like that I, I, I do number two at the exact same time every morning. Oh. Here at work? No, I save it and, and do it at home. You save it? Nah, no, you don't. You're such a liar. You, you always here. number two here. No, yeah. but no, but when I go home, 11:30 a.m., I always do number two. But you always do number two here. I haven't in the longest time because the door's broken. There's like a hinge hanging out the wall. No, oh. but you can still lock the door. You can? Oh, I have yeah. been holding it in because I didn't Such know that. Liar. Yo, man, you definitely, you are the one that used the bathroom last week because yeah. there was a little bit of a mess that was left behind. <laughs> yeah. No. And you're, oh, yeah. no. and you're the only one no. that ever leaves a mess. No. Yeah, yeah. Maury, Maury leaves, uh, Maury decorates the toilet first with, <laughs> with toilet paper. Like, yeah. he uses, so he ties bows and, like, all this stuff all over, like, the toilet seat and everything, it's right? Like, you're like it's, Yeah, it's a whole project that he goes through in there, right? Where, like, he gift wraps the whole goddamn thing, and then he sits on it right and 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 he doesn't after his he gets up and he's finished his business he doesn't like take it all off with his hands he just i'm guessing just uses your foot to get as much of it off the seat into the toilet but there's always big strips hanging down everywhere yeah. right and then and then so you have one strip that's like dangling on the floor that's dry but then you follow it up and it goes underneath the underneath the the, the seat into the bowl and the other half of it's wet just like sitting there Right? It's like the toilet has a long tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big giant tongue hanging out of it. It's so great. You can always tell when Maury's in. The bowl's covered in shistreaks. Right? <laughs> oh, like, no, no. Yeah, no. You it's leave the place. You leave the place. You, you leave me. the place such a mess after you're in there. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, you can always tell it's you. You're the only one that does that. <laughs> you're the only one. Right, I gotta. Sorry, I gotta put the. I gotta put Shem, the outfit on the toilet like first. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know when people get dogs and they put dogs in stupid outfits. Like that's what Maury does to the toilet before he goes number two. Right? He gets, yeah, he gets exactly. <laughs> <laughs> dress it up. <laughs> okay, uh, Rayman Forty Six says, uh, "What are your thoughts on snow etiquette? Should you shovel your neighbor's driveway if you're the first one outside?" No. Uh, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, I mean, no. I shovel our driveway, and that's about it. Like yesterday, yeah. for example, we had to shovel. Right. And our neighbor, elderly family that lives next door, and the lady was outside um, shoveling. So I then said to her, "Hey, why don't you why don't you leave the rest? Yeah. Uh, my son's coming out to help me with my driveway. We'll come over and help." Take care of yours. Sure. I think that we did that. I think that if you have a snowblower, right? Yeah. I think if you have a snowblower and your neighbor on your left and your neighbor on your right both have shovels, I think that you should be a good neighbor and go and help them out, even if it's just the bottom of their driveway. If you're out there with the snowblower and they're out there with the shovels at the same time. Yes, I've done that right? many times. If they're out there at the same time, I don't think that if they've left it, if they're just sitting in the house watching the snowfall, yeah. and you go out because you're like, I got to get a head start on this, I don't want to accumulate too much, all this other stuff, at that point, I say no. 
right? You don't have to go and do your neighbors because they're sitting in the house. They yep. got their own plan. I'm nobody's hero. I'm what not the I'm not the guy. What if it's an elderly couple? What's that? What if it's an elderly couple? That's different. I think that you should help the elderly with other things as well. I mm-hmm. mean, um, shoveling their their walk is always a good thing to do. But no, I 100% do not think that you need to start shoveling other people's driveways. Yeah. I Hell agree. no. In my old neighborhood, uh, the people, yeah, if I was outside with my snowblower yeah. and I saw, like, the people on the left, actually, the people who live beside them, mm-hmm. they were an old couple. So, guaranteed, they get the pass, right? Like, I would go two doors down to help them out with their driveway. And then the guy across the street, mm-hmm. I would always, if I saw him with his shovel, he didn't mm-hmm. have a snowblower, I'd take my snowblower across the street and help him out. Okay, let me ask you this question. And I have, yes. Because you used to live in, your old house was uh, attached on one side, right? Oh, no, uh, not uh, two houses ago. Two houses ago was attached on one side. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. If you share a driveway Mm -hmm. where two houses use the same driveway with no divider down the middle, because that's how a lot of townhouses are designed, if you shovel the driveway, are you shoveling the whole thing or your side? Yeah, we did that. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Did yeah. They, did you take turns? Like, did they do? Yes. If yeah. I was outside, I would shovel the entire driveway. Uh, our neighbor Daniel, if he was outside, then he would take care of ours as well. We did because right. it wasn't like the driveways were so small anyway. Right. Right. Like yeah. smaller than average driveways that it took two seconds, but. I will say this, mm-hmm. just living in that neighborhood, you could see how petty some people are. Oh, yes. Where, where the divide is between the homes, there would be a little strip of snow yeah. that was still left. Really? So, like, one person would do their driveway, the other person would do, like, their section, and yeah. whatever, there would still be, like, a, a little strip. Like a Brazilian. Oh, that's petty. Wow. Like a Brazilian. I sort of respect right that. My neighborhood, uh, we have, like, on one side of the street, you have little driveways, then the sidewalk, then the road, yeah. right? And houses are very close together. There's like three feet in between each house. And the part of the sidewalk that is technically in front of your house is your responsibility. But every other house, there's a little bit of a bigger gap, right? So Uh you shovel your driveway and the sidewalk that is at the end of your driveway. But then you always have to go like a little bit to the left to do like three or four feet that is technically still on your property line, right? You have to do that. And you can drive down my street where some people are very adamant as to where their property is and where their neighbors. So you can walk down the street, my street, you'll walk down the sidewalk after a snowstorm and you're like shoveled, 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 shoveled. And then you'll get to somebody's house where they didn't do it. And then you're like not shoveled. Uh And then you'll go shoveled, shoveled, shoveled. Then you will get to a piece of sidewalk that is one foot wide. Okay. That has snow on it. No. And you Eddie. step over it, yeah. right? And then shoveled, shoveled, and shoveled. it's clear. It's clear, right? Like That's people so determine. And, and these cuts, when I say the cuts in between houses where people are shoveling their sidewalks, it is like you took a chef's knife oh. and cut down through the snow. Like it is perfect yeah. where the property line is. I've seen that. Before. Like it's a clean face, uh-huh. right? And so that's what it's like in my neighborhood. I think yeah. I think if you if you get along For with sure. your neighbors and like you know each other, I don't not like super well, but you're yeah. you know you're courteous. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it is a nice thing to to help your neighbors out. Yeah. You know, and do things like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, these are the questions that we get from you every week when we post on Instagram at Kiss Nine Two Five. So uh, keep them coming in. We'll of course get one of you to ask your question to us on the phone and be a part of the podcast. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.